Wilson. I'm Jeremy Greer. There'll be peace when you are done. I'm Chris Mosier. Lay your weary head to rest. I'm Ian. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where me and Chris cover every single episode of Supernatural. And this week, as you heard, we are joined by Ian. This is our season five feedback. We have a ton of responses. We have a ton of fuckberry hunts. Uh, but more importantly, we have we have a ton of emotions to talk about season five. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so many feelings. Ian, thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast, man. This is, this is hey. very cool. Thank you for having me. This is very cool. Welcome. Um, it's surreal because I listen to the podcasts and a lot of your podcasts. I was a fan before I was a friend. So <laughs> I, am, um, I am very number one, not friends. So go ahead and undraw oh that circle. Gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and, you're uh, friendly with my mom. So I, <laughs> yeah, I am. You know, I almost followed her on Twitter the other day because uh, I think, I think your girlfriend <laughs> retweeted her or something. And I was like, you know, I could just, and she only has like nine followers, so it'd be extremely oh obvious God. who I was. But yeah, yeah she I didn't, doesn't tweet. I know she you doesn't. are more than welcome to follow my mom on Twitter. Yeah, thank you. That's not the first time I've heard that. Believe it or not, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, how are you doing tonight? Um, doing pretty good. I just finished my tea, so hopefully my voice will be uh, beautiful and prepared for this excellent episode of a podcast we're about to do. I'm excited. Um, season five was was a big thing, and. Uh, I, I just want to say this like up front, like thank you guys so much, all the listeners out there for the extremely nice and positive feedback for that season five finale episode. Um, Chris and I put a lot of time into it uh, and it came out extremely good and I, I, I was actually kind of proud of it. So actually mm-hmm. hearing people really dig it and hearing that it made people cry was really weird. And that's a weird thing to be proud of, but here I am, this is who I am now. So yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy to go from just like trying really hard to make people laugh to, to having people say that you made them cry, but it was, um, <laughs> it was really cool. And I, and I think it just goes to show how much we all love this, uh, this TV show. Absolutely. Um, so Ian, you're, uh, you're extremely new. To this podcast, you've never been on extremely. before. Extremely. This extremely is my, in fact, we are within the first like three or four minutes of me being on the podcast. Well, Chris and I actually it's have been recording for a, for a good 45 before you showed up. So True. We got, oh. we lots of outtakes. Shout out to the outtakes. <laughs> where we, uh, we, we run you down for being like 10 minutes late to this thing. So Listen, man. I had a long day. <laughs> sure, sure. Did you not tell bank. them that you you had a, a prior commitment, like a more important thing to do than your actual job? Come on, man. What are you doing? Well, I did, but I was also out on my drawer for like a hundred dollars, which is a lot um, when you work at a bank. So we had to we had to sort that out. Just gotta stop and, stealing money. Yeah, what's the most <laughs> amount of money you could be off by and like be like, okay, I'm going, and let me, people be like, this NBD, no worries. Uh, twenty. Twenty dollars? <laughs> Man, that's a lot more yeah. than I thought it was. I'm pretty sure that this is the kind of uh, this is the kind of backlash Sam and Dean's actions have on on just regular working folk. <laughs> they come in with their credit card fraud and just <laughs> stealing money all over the place, and then somebody like Ian gets stuck working late because of it. Uh, most credit card fraudsters try to steal way more than Sam and Dean ever steal. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually like in the order of like thousands of dollars because most of them are really stupid and they think like 
then no one's going to blink if they try to get $6,000 off a card with a driver's license from Michigan when you're in southern Indiana. Yeah. How great would it be if Ian worked at that bank that that uh, um, shifter was at trying to run the season bank one? Is way, way fancier <laughs> than my bank. They have a so, vault and everything. I don't know. Ian. What's up? Tell us how you got into Supernatural. Tell us what you think of these hunks. What, what led you here? Well, um, you see, Supernatural, the television program, premiered on TV when I was 11 years old. Excellent. Great. <laughs> so, um, I wasn't really watching TV dramas yet. I was kind of in that weird, like, middle place where I was a little too old. In that to weird middle cartoons. place called middle school, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That middle place. But in, like, my television watching history, like, I, I was too. Hey, Poopo! Sorry, that's my cat. She jumped up on the desk. She's very sweet. Um, I was. Sorry, I was um, too old for cartoons, but not old enough to be, like, watching hour-long ABC dramas or whatever. Uh, so I was watching a lot of Discovery Channel at the time, because that was all there was for me. No Seventh uh, Heaven for you, though. No Seventh Heaven. <laughs> um, so I didn't ever really know about Supernatural or care about it until I was, like, 18. And I started watching... Uh, Doctor Who, because it was really popular, and I kind of, I don't know, I had a rough relationship with that show, but I was, like, getting online to see what people were saying. <laughs> I found that a lot of people who like Doctor Who also like this show called Sherlock and this other show called Supernatural, and all those people were very annoying to me at the time, so I was like, mm, I don't know about that, and I also... <laughs> tried to watch Sherlock and I think it's like one of the worst things that ever existed. So didn't investigate supernatural. And then I had a friend who had a roommate who I was not crazy about. And that roommate loved supernatural. So I was like, I'll just stay away from that. And then years later I started giving money to the duck feed Patreon. Um, duck feed is another podcast network that Jeremy Greer is on. And I started listening to all these podcasts that Jeremy Greer did. And I was like, wow, what a guy. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I don't believe that, but thank you. And I, I got on their private Slack because I gave them money. And uh, they have like a TV and movies channel where people talk about TV and movies. And Jeremy said one day, I'm going to start doing a podcast with my friends about Supernatural. And I was like, ew, gross. And then everybody started talking about it for like eight weeks nonstop. I was like, okay, well, I guess I have to because I like Jeremy Greer's output as a podcast creator. So I just, I watched the first episode and it was not great. I watched the second episode and it was very bad. I watched the third episode and I thought, like, oh, wow, okay, cool. This is all right. And then um, I listened to the podcast and I was hooked and I decided that I was going to watch Supernatural along with the show and not seek out any spoilers at all. So I am completely baby fresh on that show aside from like <laughs> the 30 second ending of episodes that I saw when it was leading into Arrow, which is a show that I watched on TV for a couple years there. <laughs> is it the, uh, is the third episode? Is that the um, airplane one where they, where they have to, it's the lake one. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's the it's the one where they didn't finish the job. They forgot. Yeah, to hunt they the saved the people, but they forgot to hunt the thing. <laughs> they forgot to hunt the thing. Yeah, that's, that's pretty important uh, for the third episode to make that mistake. You know, looking back, that's kind of an amateur <laughs> move. Our hunks aren't aren't all about monster slaying though. They wanted to show that they had more to them than just <laughs> stabbing stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. They they could also make out with grieving widows. <laughs> they could make out with grieving widows, interrupt funerals, uh, and save drowning children. And they do all of those things <laughs> in abundance. <laughs> Sam's always been bad at hunting the thing though. Like like four times he sleeps with it instead. You yeah, what you I do. I guess. I guess if you, if you don't, I guess it depends on what, what you mean by hunting. If it, whether or not he's good <laughs> yeah. at it, because um, I mean, if he's doing all of that on purpose, and like we just don't know that as a, as the viewer, then you know maybe he's actually extremely successful at, at what he's it's now true. to do. We have no idea. Yeah. So, so you've come into the show with the fresh perspective, tainted only by Jeremy and myself. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It, it's very, very easy for me to avoid spoilers because I don't know where to go on the internet to find them because I don't understand right. Tumblr and I don't get on Reddit and no one on Twitter talks about Supernatural unless they're talking about the episode from Monster of the Week because all my friends listen to this show now. <laughs> We have well, thank you for number one for for listening and for watching along with it. Has it been weird? Like, did you? I'm kind of curious. Like, watching it almost on a week to week schedule, like almost on the same schedule that it was released on. Like, has it been kind of weird? Have you been tempted to to watch ahead or to not watch an episode? I have been tempted to watch ahead, um, which I have resisted valiantly. Um, I've never been tempted to skip an episode. Although some episodes have been very bad, mostly early on. I got I got real close with that Wendigo episode. Like, a lot of the episodes in season one were just like, man, this is a 45-minute show that could really easily be 30 minutes long. There was just a whole lot of not doing anything, like talking to old dudes for information. And I just, like, man, I got really bored a lot in season one. But really, like, after that, aside from, like, the middle of season three where I was just kind of, like, waiting for things to happen and also, God, I hate Ruby so much, um, it's been pretty easy to keep up for the most part. It's it's not, like, mostly it's weird to see people dress like it's 2007 again. That's the <laughs> weirdest part, is it takes Sam, like, five seasons to stop wearing, like, oversized dress shirts with print on them. <laughs> like really elaborate like <laughs> roll patterns. It's like, mm. like women are all over that dude. <laughs> Hold on, I'll be right back. I just gotta go do something that's definitely not changed my entire closet. Be right back. <laughs> <laughs> also, man, his hair game has just really improved over the course of these past what, like eight months or something? Yeah, it was not uh it was not super to begin with, but I'm I'm happy that we're that we're we're here where we need to be. Now hopefully oh. my obsession with his hair makes a little bit more sense because you know yeah, I wasn't it's a, really good now. Like wasn't season into the, four on. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a uh, a season one, season two Sam hair kind of guy. I, I feel like I need mm. to make that clear. It's it's <laughs> foreign on, foreign on. Yeah, I, I understand now. I didn't understand. I was very confused for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought your judgment was clouded. <laughs> well, clouded, it is, but <laughs> clouded by hair and those sweet, dreamy eyes. So they're, uh, they're beady. 
He doesn't have dreamy eyes. You gotta think, edit that out, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to put that in the podcast. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna have to beep He's it out. He's a handsome guy with an uh, okay beep. face. He just like his eyes just don't. I don't like him. You're not. So are you? You're much more on Team Dean, is what I'm hearing. Oh hell yeah! Like character, but also just like looking at him. Yes. Finally, finally, some support for my side of this podcast. Jesus, yeah, man. Listening to the, you're the, always right, Jeremy. Right? Every single time it comes up, you're correct. We've, uh, this entire podcast has been nothing but like a Sam Fest for the last two years. It's been Excuse crazy. Dude, it's so fucking true. <laughs> Get over yourself, Sam. Uh, I'm the only one out here defending that boy. You all know it. I don't know when. Uh, do you remember when Joan wrote in and like changed our entire perspective on Sam last? last she season? was just. She said all the things that I was too embarrassed to say because I kept getting fucking bullied about my love for Sam. <laughs> okay, to be fair, season five Sam is the the best, sweetest boy. I love him very much. It's just the first four seasons of Sam weren't super. So let's let's yeah, get into awesome. let's get into season five a little bit, Chris. It's been um, a couple of weeks. Now. One week since. Oh. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. It's not allowed on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, it's it, it has been a, a few weeks since we recorded about season five. We have yet to record about season six yet because our schedule's got mm-hmm. messed up. Uh, do, you, do you find yourself thinking about being torn all the time? Does that song just still get stuck in your head? <laughs> season five always sits with me for a while after finishing it. This is the first time that I have watched all of it in succession for a, a, a long time. Like I had said a million times before, I've seen the first five seasons, especially many times over. And I have seen season five, probably more than a lot of them or certain episodes in season five. I would just rewatch. I rewatched the ending a bunch of times. So this is yeah the first time in, in a long time having rewatched the entire series like this. And it's to me, it still means what it meant the first time I watched it. And I still enjoyed it. Probably, I might even enjoy it more now than I did the first time I watched it because I have an outlet to kind of communicate about it. Yeah, we, we've talked about that many times. The The podcast has helped me, I think, just from a uh, like a pacing standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. Ian mentioned this earlier, like the wanting to watch ahead. I, I would have been done with the season five like six months ago, probably. About, about yeah. you know, I just wouldn't have been able to resist going through it. But you can't really do that on on the schedule that we've set for ourselves. And I think it makes me appreciate the show more having it watched week to week. Ian, do, do you find that as well? I know you binge a lot of TV. Yes, I, I know you. I know you watch a lot of bad television and a, and a lot I of do. it in quick succession. So, has, listen, you, man, when you take fourteen credit hours and you work thirty five hours a week. You just you don't want to go home and sit down for Breaking Bad. <laughs> That's true. It's exhausting. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think this schedule is really good because I I am one hundred percent certain that I would have blown through like at least this far, and I also would have burnt out really fast on this show. But like just making that drip feed of two or three episodes a week, always like I always want to go back. Like, I haven't hit a point where I'm like, hmm, man, I'm just not feeling Supernatural this week. Except in the middle of season three where I was feeling that about every single episode, even the good ones, because I just, I hated it so much. <laughs> season three wasn't that bad. I mean, it no, was kind of... Season a- three's not that bad. It's just like, everything about Ruby infuriates me. Really? Yeah. 
This is going to be um, interesting. We ha- we have a question in our feedback from um, the aforementioned Joan, friend of the show, um, Joan, uh, asking us why we 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 seem to like Crowley so much when he's doing the same stuff that uh, Ruby was doing, uh, but we don't give Crowley near as much hate for for that. And uh, I'm looking forward to answering that. But I'm like, I think for me, it's that Crowley seems more like on the up and up, like every like well, okay one they're not stupid enough to like trust Crowley ever. Like no one's ever like, Oh, what a cool guy so far. Um, and then also like Crowley's motivations are very clear and seemingly sincere. Um, whereas Ruby is obviously like very obviously playing a very obvious game and everyone's just like, okay, sure. <laughs> Ruby. What, uh, like season five is is usually kind of talked about as being like the best supernatural gets. I'm I'm interested to see if that's going to hold up. But um, from from a new I would person, agree with that okay, so far, was, yeah, yeah. Was, this was your favorite season. Yeah, I think so. I think this season has like the highest concentration of like really substantial episodes. It also has the most comedy episodes, and all the comedy episodes are great. Um. But, like, I don't know, season one is, it's weird, because, like, I I miss that vibe of, like, kitschy, like, horror Americana a lot. Like, I, I miss the Monster of the Week episodes that they don't really do anymore. There are, like, two ghosts in season five, maybe. <laughs> um, but also the writing's a lot worse in season one, and to a lesser extent season two. And then season three was just kind of, like, hobbled out of the gate I'm gonna by be- the writer's strike. I'm going to be curious about your opinion of season six um, because they, they start, they start really getting into some actual monsters again, which I find really, really fascinating. Like that was kind of, and Chris, this was you too, right? Like you kind of liked it for being like a ghost story or like a monster hunting kind of expedition, not necessarily because of all the crazy meta plot and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously I love the meta plot, but I, I have many times kind of pined for the days of, of hearing a good ghost story and having the boys uh, deal with it just because I'm, interested in that sort of thing uh so i I appreciate the attempts that they do make to go back to it but at the same time it's like i don't want to give up the the things that i've come to love about the metaplots so um that might change a little bit post season five i i know that a lot of times i i don't necessarily love what's going on like the overarching plot for season six onward uh that might change this time around but uh i did always really enjoy the the one-off um you know Monster of the Week episodes going forward. I'm really curious to see how how they handle metal plots moving forward because, like, once your scale is the literal apocalypse, and then you make eight more years of TV show after that, like, how do you how do you keep getting bigger? And well, I'm scared that they're gonna try. <clears throat> you see, Ian, um, the apocalypse. Has an has an apocalypse, so what? Like, yeah, season what six is, is all about stopping the apocalypse. This apocalypse, which is like twice the apocalypse and even worse than this normal apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> Please laugh. No, no they, don't, they don't. Oh, I thought you were serious. No, no, not at all. I was I making all that you. <laughs> that's it's a testament that's to how the great the show is. That I expect them to pull though. Um, I'm not going to say that they don't try to raise the stakes, uh, but I will say that from from the very first episode of season six, it, it 
as you might imagine, having a different showrunner, like uh, Kripke is going to be gone. Sarah Gamble is coming in. Uh, it has a completely different tone. And that, that it's obviously something that they're they're trying to do because, you know, season five was, was such a thing that they can't just pick up and, like, keep going after that. Like, some stuff has to right. change. Whether or not they are successful about that, you'll have to stay tuned till next week for the season six premiere episode. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I always like the episodes that Sarah Gamble writes. Right? Like, her name's on a lot of good episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah for so. sure. Mm-hmm. And at some point, that um, seems like a fine choice. That was almost a spoiler. Uh, I was going to say something really, really spoilery, so I won't. Um, anyway, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> that would have been a terrible thing to do to you as somebody who's watching along with the show. It's really tough to remember, um, and it'll be it'll get easier from this point on because I don't have as many memories of season six and beyond as I do from season one to five. So, but it's really tough to like not spoil things just casually and be like oh yeah and we're, we're definitely going to know that blah 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 um so it, yeah. it's yeah it's, it's really weird um and i hope there you're happy two, by the way ian like we have a whole but there's only two people that i know of that are listening to the podcast <laughs> that are yeah. also in the patreon discord and we have created three spoiler uh-huh. channels to chat about this goddamn show so that we could chat about there's it to three the appropriate spoiler people. channels yeah there's the normal well there's the normal channel and then there's the season one through 12 and then there's the, the season 13 so they, uh, there's three channels right. to talk about one show on this fucking show on this fucking podcast I, yeah there's a whole half of the discord that i just had don't go into and it's always lit up i'm always wondering what, what are people saying in there nothing good um, i'll never know mostly uh like two more years mostly it's um how much uh nowadays and i don't think this is a spoiler but how much dean and kaz's relationship mirrors the uh brokeback mountain relationship <laughs> it kind of does yep Yep. I don't know. I feel like somebody made a move way faster in Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, I mean this this has been going for thirteen years and as far I've never seen Brokeback Mountain, but I'm assuming that like at the end of that movie they, they at least like give each other a hand job or something. So <laughs> <laughs> that happens like half an hour in. Okay, good. Brokeback Mountain's really good. I, I guess I need to watch it. Have you ever seen that, Chris? I have not seen Brokeback Mountain, no. I have not either. Man, we are um I guess uncultured uncultured pigs. swines, yes, absolutely. Well, let's, let's. So, if do you think it's possible to to kind of discuss what we not necessarily think of the ending, but what we think, um, what was going to happen or what was going to happen next? I think this is really the only point we can do this because I had a whole mess of theories going into season six. Uh, I had spent like, Dude, the whole summer no thinking theories. about it. <laughs> I have no oh, idea. Like, I had so many conversations about this <laughs> in season six. Um. It's going to be like, Dean's going to be living his happy idyllic life with his way, 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 way too understanding partner, Lisa, and her son, who just like are cool with him moving in for some reason. Um, So they're going to be hanging out and Dean's going to be like a mechanic or like a carpenter or some manly job. And Sam's going to show up and he's going to be like hunting a thing. And Dean's going to be like... Sammy, why didn't you tell me you were alive? And Sam's going to be like, Dean, I wanted to protect you. I didn't want you to come back to this life. And Dean's going to be like, I would have wanted to know that you were alive. You're my brother. And Sam would have been like, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I kept it from you. And Dean's going to be like, it's okay, but it's not going to be okay. He's going to be really mad about it. <laughs> but it's not going to be gonna, okay. like, He's going to leave his family or maybe they're going to 
die or something. I don't know. This show does that. Um, and then they're going to be like, how, wait, how did Sam get out of the cage? See, this is, this is what Chris was referring to is like, what the hell, how is, how is Chris? Jesus Christ. I, I always get you and Sam confused, Chris. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> see, I always cut that out of the actual podcast, but when a guest is here, they get to hear all of that stuff live. So, oh, man. um, uh, but how is Sam out of the crate? Like, uh, what the fuck is Chuck? <laughs> like, that's that's probably the biggest question. Yeah. Coming Guys, out is Chuck God? Is Chuck God? Is Chuck God? I think that I mean, was I a think question that's... that was that was going around a lot. I like I said, is that during... a question? I feel like that episode has like a that's a very heavy implication. Uh, when I first watched the finale i think i said it when we recorded too that i i didn't see that part happening for some reason just like looked away from my tv and didn't see that chuck had, had disappeared at the end of that episode uh so i i was very confused about a lot of things coming back to it <laughs> i wish he would have disappeared like halfway through the episode don't you because i was do not do you do not bad talk not about narration in, in this podcast on board <laughs> with the narration so um, I have some interesting feedback that I got from Autumn is that uh, she said when we were watching the episode that the Chuck narration felt really forced to her. And I yeah. don't know if it's just because she loves me a whole lot, but she doesn't really know Chris. So I can't imagine why she would say this about Chris, but she said it was actually better me and Chris reading that to the piano music than Chuck do- doing it. Chris, I didn't tell you <laughs> I that. I think so. <laughs> um, I, I agree with her actually. Like the way that you edited it in was good and also like, so, okay, so, like, the first part of it, when he's talking about the car and, like, them spending time together in the car and, like, what they do on their off days, like, all that stuff's good in, like, the early bits of the episode. But then, like, at the end, he's like, endings are hard. I'm a screenwriter. And, like, just, you don't have to, and, like, being like, oh, the theme was a family the whole time. And, like, guys, I know. I've been watching this show. It's not subtle. Like, I get it. And I I would really have wanted the ending of the show to be... I, I feel like it takes away from, like, the character stuff at the end. Like, having him just give the supernatural thesis statement over the last 15 minutes. I don't know. Like, it's not... I watched it again last night, and it wasn't as bad as I like initially reacted to it, but... I just feel like it was distracting from the stuff that I was trying to watch on the TV. It felt more distracting to me this time around, actually, when I initially watched it going through some of that narration was kind of like, okay, so Chuck was just like making stuff up about the Impala. Uh, (laughs) I think watching it the first time live all those years ago, it's maybe not all of it, but the, the ending stuff, which is kind of like phoned in now. Cause like, okay, yeah, like, we know, like, I just watched the rest of the season a minute ago, and I'm about to watch season six. But at the time, having to wait, go through everything, where they yeah. had to deliver on something without... Like, they had they had to clean up everything in the end. Just say, okay, well, this is the end, and we can't really complete everything, because we don't know if season six is coming back, although they did know at that point. But um, I try, trying to kind of ham-fistedly tie everything together and to communicate to all those people who, who watch TV... Um, who just like yeah? Why wait? Hold, why did he have to die at the end? What what do you what do you mean? What do you came back? You know that that TV audience, the Big Bang Theory TV audience. No offense to people oh, who like that. Bazinga! Um, um, Bazinga! They had, they had to be able to just like <laughs> communicate. Bar-zoople. 
Sorry, Chris. You can't Sorry. say you, 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 can't, you can't say that 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 show name without me saying Bazinga. It's just not physically possible for me to resist it. No, that's all. Um, no, I think you're right. Um, I, I, the finale was like seventy five percent satisfying for me, which is pretty good. Like I was, I'm happy with it. I just not liking the narration is, I think, pretty nitpicky. Like the only things I didn't like about that episode were that and. Um, they they went uncomfortably close to the trope that a lot of TV shows do, where it's like, this is the finale, and we need there to be, like, an emotional stake. So we invented this thing in the character's past that we're just telling you about in the finale, and then that's the thing that, like, the emotional, like, turn of the episode hinges on. And in this show, it's the army man in the car. And when they, like, set that up, and then he saw it in the window, I was like, no, guys! Like, this whole show is about two dudes in love with each other. Not in love. Two dudes who love each other. Like, you you have so much stuff you can lean on. And then they just, they, like, the army man was the inciting incident for those, like, rapid flashbacks. And that, like, silent flashback clips always work on me. They do that in the movie Creed, and it's really good. Um, so, like, they kind of, they dodged it. And I was like, yeah. okay. It is weird that they chose something random, kind of, that they invented this episode. But I also get that it's just a, a symbol of everything. Yeah. They had to just point to something. Uh, somebody said that. It was, I don't know if it was you. Somebody on Twitter was saying that it should have been the amulet. But um, I was going to bring that up. I'm glad you did. That was, um, but Dean, <clears throat> Dean threw that out. So uh, Michael Pratt. I'm surprised yeah. no one dug that out of the trash. I think it was just it was just Eric Kripke being angry or whoever being angry that it kept coming up so much (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that it wasn't seeming to lead anywhere. So they were just we're getting rid of it. Retire. I think that there was pressure to involve the amulet. I could be wrong about this, but there was pressure to involve the amulet in the plot somehow when it was just supposed to be a thing Dean wore. Yeah. Um, And once it became a thing, it became a a point of frustration. And it just why was it Cass's like Godfinder? Yeah, it yeah. would supposedly it's a, it's glow. A hanging plot. <clears throat> yeah, it would. It would just glow in God's presence. Which, how does anybody know that? <laughs> like, what do you? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, it, it's Chuck. But it, okay, real talk. Does Chuck come back? Yes. Okay. He better not be God, because if he's God, then I'm very angry with him. I mean, you've already you've already seen Chuck in the future, right? So you, you know he's got to come back at some point. Like, he was hoarding t- toilet paper in the future. Is that future? I mean, that future's not real, though. I mean, it's a future. Like, we don't... I mean, right now, um, I mean, conceivably, it, it, I guess... It, well, no, I guess they do have Lucifer locked in the cage. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he comes back. Maybe they say, oh, we should go get Adam. <laughs> is Adam trapped in the cage? Like, was he in his own body when uh, Michael fell in the cage, possessing I, him? God. I legitimately do not think that he was. I don't uh, either. But I, I, he yeah. says, yeah, been j- making jokes about this for years, but like, oh, nobody cares about Adam. See you, Adam. Uh, but I think Michael does say something about, like, no, Adam is not here. I'm just he in his says, body. Adam's not home right now. And I don't know if that just means, like, he, I just, I'm standing on his shoulders and he can't, like, call out or whatever. But, like, man, it's pretty cold if they just never talk like man they just let it happen and they're fine with it like adam sucks but he doesn't deserve the cage (laughs) 
the best possible ending for that dude is that Michael gave him his own like personal heaven, right? Um, and that's, I don't think Michael cares that much about people. And yeah, that's I can't I can't possibly imagine Michael going to that trouble. So I, in my mind, uh, Adam has always been trapped in the in the cage with Lucifer and Michael, who presumably would be fighting with each other a whole lot. Like you know, there's nothing to do but like try to fight one another. Yeah, what's the inside of the cage like? Is are you is it just like you're just like in a small room forever? Is it in like my, hell? Like, in, in, in my head, it's it's just like the the Hellraiser like scene that we got with Dean strapped up in hell, right? Like that's what it looks like. But uh, Chris, what do you think it looks like? I don't know if I've ever really pictured it. I kind of just picture like it being what that hole looks like, just kind of like being being in a black hole is where they keep Lucifer locked up. Oh, I like yeah, I like the sucks. idea that it's a like a boundless like emptiness, right? Like it's a void more mm-hmm. than a cage. That that actually kind of is probably better than just having a like a physical cage somehow. Could you like walk really far away from the other people in the cage and get lost? I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm picturing <laughs> um I'm picturing like the the area in uh, Dark Souls one where you fight the four kings. Where it's yeah. the abyss or whatever, and you can just see things from really far away. Like I don't know that you could get far enough away from from Michael for him not to be able to see you. Man, Michael's a dick. Angels are dicks. Period. They're all dicks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. except Castiel. He's a sweet baby boy. <laughs> everybody, everybody loves Cas. I love uh, him so much. What were your like? Kind of finishing up season five, were you excited to get into season six, or were you? Do, do you yeah, kind of feel dude, like you I wanted to watch it? I wanted to watch it right now. You can't end on a cliffhanger like that and not make me want TV. Like the only reason I didn't start season six is because I was going to be on this dumb podcast. <laughs> hey, we're right here. We're in the room. <laughs> this I'm isn't there. Twitter. You can't subtweet you us in, in person. <laughs> <laughs> you kept me from my good show. This is true. This is very true. Um, but let's 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 talk about our final thoughts on, on season five. Chris, do you, do you have some left over? Um, what can I say that I haven't already said? Uh, it was an important season for me when I when I first watched this. I've talked about that before. It it meant a lot to me to see it come around to this because over the years of watching it, all I ever wanted was for like my my bros to be bros again. Mm-hmm. Because ever since I don't even know when. Um, see, maybe season three when when they sing, they have a little sing along together, and and Dean dies. Like, I guess for, so. Season four and five, they're just ne- never happy. They're always fighting about something. There's always some bullshit, and I just wanted them to have some sweet, sweet brother moments. And it just seemed like it was never going to happen again. And then at the end of season five, they finally have this this understanding with each other. And then the big moment with you know, I'm not going to leave you, Sammy. It's okay. And then. It's okay, Dean, I got them. You know, them just telling each other, probably for the first time, that it's okay. And meaning it in in a weird kind of way. Um, I felt this, uh, an immense sense of satisfaction uh, at that. And I still do. Um, for any of the show's strengths or weaknesses, that moment is always still moving to me. I'm, I'm glad that it's still affecting me because I didn't know if it would coming at it uh, all these years later. But uh, it, yeah, it's still, it's still had a big impact on me and I was still really excited to see what came next and I still think it serves as a really great ending to the series if you decide to never watch any more of it although I think you should watch more of it but um super duper gonna watch more (laughs) yeah I I always will love the finale I will always love season five it'll probably always be my favorite season um yeah 
it was a, it was a fun ride. Ian, what's your thoughts? I feel very similarly. I think like season five in general has uniformly like the strongest, like everything is pretty on point in season five, like the character writing, but also like the monster, the weak plots are pretty good. Uh, like the first time this show's ever actually like made me go like, Oh man, that's horrific. And I don't like it was the, like the cannibalism in the, Famine episode? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, that pulled open. I was just like, oh, jeez. Oh, oh man. Oh, yeah, this is a horror show. Oh, oh. Um, and just like, my, man, Chris, when you said, like, it's nice to have the boys being buds, Yeah, I feel that's so hard. Because, like, like, even in season three, like, Sam was making secrets, and Dean, like, kind of knew, and they were they were fighting, and then season four, Sam was all, like, he couldn't hashtag scrub it clean. And then in season five, like they, it took him a while, but like they got to that point, like even when they were still kind of on the rocks, like by the midpoint of the season, like Sam and Dean were clearly like back in a way that they hadn't been in a really long time. It just felt yeah. so good to have them both focused on external threats yeah. and like have each other's backs legitimately. Like there is a lot of like those two dudes in the back half of that season just being like, Hey man, listen, like, like they both talk about their problems in emotionally healthy ways mm-hmm. in the back half of season five. They're like, hey, this is how I'm feeling, and I'm not going to be fucking crazy or weird about it. And the other one's like, me neither. And then they, like, fucking slap five and go shoot a guy in with a gun, like a bad guy. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that you specified that. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves it. He's like a demon or something. Um yeah, and it, it does feel like it, it's earned all of that kind of camaraderie is earned again. Yeah, there's like a really strong series of payoffs in season five. Like it's not all just building up to like pop at the end. Like throughout season five, they're paying off on a lot of things that weren't necessarily like, oh, we're setting this up so we can pay it off later. But they're just like capitalizing on this really strong like relationship history that they've just kind of naturally cultivated by basically having only two characters in their show for most of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But also good, good, goodness gracious. Bobby makes me sad. He also makes me very happy. And also Castiel's (laughs) perfect and a sweet baby boy. And I love him and I cherish him. And I, I like all the side characters and uh, I was surprised by how little Lucifer there was. I thought there would be more of that, but what we got was good, mostly. Um, Really strong comedy episodes, better music than usual, except for Rock of Ages, and uh, I don't know, I feel like it's not perfect, like the first two horsemen kind of, I don't know, maybe just War is the horseman I don't like. I kind of like all the other ones. I don't know, yeah, I like season five a lot. It's good. I'm excited to watch more Supernatural. For me, it's it's kind of a the the brother camaraderie is is really important to me, um, and it's it's really nice to see those boys talk about things with each other, as opposed to keeping secrets from one another, uh, which was kind of their like first instinct when the show first started. So it's good to see that that kind of conversation come out. The development of Castiel as a character and like the the gradual humanizing of this otherworldly mm-hmm. cosmic angel over season five is just an absolute joy to watch, like teaching him how to use a cell phone and 
all of the, like, I guess I'll just stand here <laughs> until our next meeting <laughs> while you sleep. <laughs> like those kind of things are just <clears throat> really good. And it leads into, um, you know, what, what happened to you? Well, I found a liquor store and I drank it like that, that kind of human excess, I, I think is really interesting. Like that, you know, he, He's 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 rebelled like he's and I think in season four maybe or maybe it may be in season five where uh, Lucifer tells Castiel like as soon as they're done with me they're going to come after you next like you're 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 most wanted number two I think that's a really interesting thing and the way that they developed the, him into an actual human character is, is super great especially his relationship with Dean and I'm not saying that just to suck up to the Dusty L fans out there I promise uh, I, I think it's a really good relationship <laughs> um, although hey I'm, apparently I'm a Dusty L fan now so here 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 I am I guess <laughs> you just gotta you just gotta lean into it um, it's. It, it's it's all kind of fascinating, and it's especially the, everything leading up to this end. And you know, we, we've kind of talked a little bit about why the ending has some issues, and I think that it does. Um, but overall, the moment where where Dean says, uh, "I know where Sam is, and I'm going to go after him because if he's going to die, I'm not going to let him die alone," is the culmination of five years worth of, of just the river of shit, as Dean called it back in the uh, the episode where we one of the one of the Chuck episodes. You know, it's 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 the culmination of their relationship, and it's that that kind of determination to be a family with Sam that really makes the show. Like that's that's the stuff that I am here for. Like that's the stuff that I always want to see out of these two. Like I just want to see these guys on the same team hunting monsters. Uh, I don't necessarily that quote specifically, like the "I'm not going to let him die alone" thing. It's got to be the most. Like quintessential thing ever because they're always going to have issues. They're never going to be able to work every single thing out. But at the end of the day, that that's where Dean is because he just doesn't want his brother to be alone. He's not doing it for the selfish reason of you know, well, I got to bring him back to life. I got to sell my soul because I can't live with the with losing him and I can't live with this guilt. It's always been they're both wrapped up in their own selfish things. But this time, it's just I'm not going to let him die alone. I'm going to be there for him because I'm his big brother. It's like. It's just it's just genuine. It's as genuine as they've they've been able to get, especially because of like the stakes of that moment. Mm-hmm. Like he knows what he's going into, and he also knows what he's kind of like fucking up by doing that, and he does it anyway. Which is, mm, I know it's like a, <laughs> it's a CW drama that's in its thirteenth year, but it's powerful. <laughs> it's a powerful emotional moment. I connected with it a lot. So, um, do we all feel comfortable having talked about season five? Can we get into some goofs? Yeah, goof, goof it up, my dude. Um, actually, I, I forgot that I put this in the feedback form. Uh, there were two things that I, I noted down that we forgot to talk about, Chris. Um, one was uh, when we the Paris Hilton episode. Mm-hmm. Why did the uh, ghost disappear when they burnt the objects if it wasn't actually a ghost? Was that the pagan god thing? You think just like pretending to be a ghost to fool Sam and Dean? I don't remember. Okay. Uh, cool, cool, cool. This yeah, like they would burn probably um, Gandhi's whatever, and Gandhi disappeared, but it wasn't actually a, a Gandhi ghost, so that wouldn't that shouldn't have worked, right? Oh Maybe, yeah, yeah, that's a whole thing that happened, huh? Maybe just the projection or whatever that this pagan god was was doing needed those actual objects in order to project these fake ghosts. I guess is the best term for them. Okay. Um, and once the object was destroyed, then they they were no longer able to channel that person's image or whatever awesome 
And then uh, there's there's a funny line that I think we forgot to call out in the podcast. Um, way back when we meet uh, Jesse, the, the the plot thread that's never talked about ever again, mm-hmm. um, the little boy who has like weird like antichrist powers or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And there's there's a moment where Sam is trying to convince Kaz and Dean like, oh hey, we should let this kid like we should tell him the truth, right? Like he'll, if we tell him the truth, he'll make the right choice. And Kaz just looks at him and says, well, you didn't. And I just think that's so fucking <laughs> Man, good. Everything <laughs> Kaz says is comedy gold. It really is. Yeah. Anytime he is criticizing anyone, it's it's amazing. I don't know if you've done a dive on uh, Misha Collins as an actor, by the way, but uh, way, way back when, I want to say it was a season one or two feedback episode, I mentioned a uh, a clip where he was on, um, oh, what was Ryan Murphy's plastic surgery uh, show? Nip Tuck. Uh, Nip Tuck. Um, he does an extended monologue about um, that his penis is too long and that, <laughs> and that he, he can't stop himself from sucking it all the time. And... Uh, <laughs> It's if you haven't if you haven't seen that you need to go seek that out because it's it is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. I've never watched a single it episode of Tuck in my entire life, but that one scene I don't even know. It must be for, because of Supernatural that I know it, but I got it's it's so great. Yeah, I guess I'll have to go find it, put it in the show notes since I mentioned it. Again. I'm scared to ever look up anything about these actors, all of them on Twitter or anything, because I'm trying moderately hard to be spoiler free. Yeah, I don't. I don't follow Misha, but just because he's one of those prolific Twitter guys, like he just tweets a lot, and it just ends up being like a Misha party in my timeline. Um, and, yeah, that that's a bad thing. And Jared is just like he's just complaining boy, like he's yelling at U.S. Airways all the time, <laughs> taking pictures of <laughs> of like uh, you know what? U.S. Airways workers and posting them on Twitter and saying like this is the guy that didn't let me get on my flight or whatever. So I unfollowed that dude a long time ago too. Oh man. I think um like hey everybody, a lot of actors are problematic. <laughs> like we can just we can have that conversation, but we're not going to have it every single time we talk about Sam or Dean or Kaz or Lucifer or anything. Like we I think we can all acknowledge that the, that that exists out there. Anyway, we have a couple of questions. In the past, we've uh, we've actually kind of let the guests go here, and me and Chris have answered some of our fun questions, like the fuck Mary hunts or the what would you do kind of stuff. So um, instead of doing that, we're gonna we're gonna keep hold of Ian for a little while. We're gonna go through a couple of these, and then uh, we'll let him go when it actually comes to actual feedback episode stuff. Yeah. So Autumn wrote in uh, in season five, episode fourteen. We saw famine make a whole town thirsty. If famine rolled up in your town, uh, what would be each of your fatal cravings be, and how would you ultimately die from them if there were no hunks around to save you? Which I think is a pretty fun oh, question. My gosh, I think I might just like sit around and try to beat Final Fantasy twelve like a hundred percent completion, and I'd just be going for those like hard hunts and those hard trophies, and it would take so long, and I would. I would starve to death. That doesn't not sound great at all. It sounds so good. That uh, I don't know if that's like a sad thing or like my <laughs> my actual real fantasy of what I could do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that game. <laughs> that's a weird pick. Chris, do you, do you have something? Um I'm just going to guess it's either anime or Metal Gear Solid related. Um I think my my thirst or my fatal craving would be my uh, my love of swords. Oh <laughs> um, yes, yes. Why did I not go swords? And I feel like I would ultimately die from just either just like having so many of them in my arms at once, like a like a bundle of sticks, and then falling <laughs> over on them. 
feels like that would be my way to go. Um, You've seen that uh, me coming, me completely twisted coming home with my swords <laughs> tweet yeah, that goes yeah. around. And be just, that. Like, <laughs> just trying so hard to be just like picking up like so many more that I could really <laughs> even hold in my arms. And just what do you just, do with all the ones that you can't hold in both? Like I'm assuming that you're arming yourself for some some it's just, purpose. It's, like, I don't you know take if it's pictures of you like or, posing or something. You want that's look definitely cool with part the of it. It's definitely definitely <laughs> so, like, gonna be posing. What yeah. are you What are you planning to do with all the other swords besides the two that you could reasonably hold in each hand? So in real life, what I do with all of the swords is that I keep them against my bookshelf and then they fall constantly <laughs> a, a behind my TV. And I don't know how nothing is broken yet because they just are constantly falling behind my TV. Wait, Chris. That's real life. Yes. How many swords do you have? I have four. He has so many swords, y'all. It's ridiculous. It's pretty good. <laughs> you should get like a case. When I was a, uh, when I was, well, this shouldn't surprise anybody. When I was in middle school, I was super into swords. I was, a, I loved samurai. So I got a bunch of the things then. And then this year I bought the sword from Lord of the Rings because so I only have one new sword. I just happen to have a bunch of old ones from when I was I a child. I have a bunch get, like, of children old swords. swords. I almost cut <laughs> my finger off. I still have a scar <laughs> from it. Oh, man. <laughs> it was not safe to have those as a young boy. Um... I'm going to say that uh, I would I would start too many podcasts and I would just keep podcasting constantly. Jeremy. And I would I would just forget to eat and I would forget Jeremy. to do anything else. I would ignore my family and I would just keep talking into a microphone, assuming that people would listen and download stuff and Jeremy, until I died. You're already there. You're getting there. Look, people. It's funny because people all day have been um, joking about how many podcasts I have, and I just want to like just gesture wildly at Gary and Cole because they have so many more, or like the Bob Mackies of the world. They have so many more podcasts. The Jeremy, bucket, that's what those people do for a living. They, they, look at the McElroy brothers. Like <laughs> they have so many shows. How do they keep up? This is your free time. You have like seventeen. Don't give up skeletons. Like banked. I don't. I mean. Like twelve, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, Autumn also prompted us with a fuck Mary Hunt, um, uh, which is famine, pestilence, and death. Who wants to go first? Ian, you want to go first? Well, obviously, you have to kill pestilence because he's a slimy weirdo who just wants to like make people sick and die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not I'm not down to like bump uglies with. Th- that um so I, I would probably make no i wouldn't make love to famine but i would have like casual sex with famine ian can't say um, the word fucking because his girlfriend's in the room chris if you're wondering <laughs> what's going on there <laughs> i wouldn't make love to famine what is that what are you doing i can't make love to famine. Well, it's just that, like <laughs> i'm a romantic person <laughs> I like to call it making love. <laughs> but I, I, only when I mean it. So sure. I wouldn't mean it with this weird apocalypse monster. But I would have a lay with him. And- have a lay? Are you serious right now? <laughs> Sarah just said, ew. Why did that come up? <laughs> Chris, you got an answer for this one? <laughs> yeah. Mary um, Death because he's cool. No, you, let's see. We got to kill, I was going to say I was going to kill Death because I feel like if you kill Death, you get, you, you would become more powerful. But mm-hmm. no, the situation here is that you, you kill Pestilence because he's a snotty shithead and you need him dead. Um, <laughs> 
you bone down on famine because uh, famine is what makes you thirsty. So you're just gonna like want it really, really bad. Yeah, dude, he's gonna get you into it. Mm -hmm. So and and then you you marry death because I guess that's probably somebody you want to have on your side. Yep. And as a warning, uh, it seemed like everybody, uh, and I'm, I'm going to give Autumn credit because I saw Autumn do this before we saw any other responses. Um, Nepotism. Yep. But uh, we, we do have a lot of variations of this Four Horsemen Fuck Mary Hunt that we're going to enjoy. Um, our, our second one is from our good friend Amanda Dixon, a.k.a. Dixon Amanda. Um, she says, hello, boys. I've got a Fuck Mary Hunt for your feedback episode. Um War, famine, and pestilence. Obviously, everybody loves death, so that would be an unfair advantage to him in this situation. P.S. I love Jeremy's love for Matt Frewer because same. Thank you, Amanda. We appreciate that. So <laughs> so this time it's war, famine, and pestilence making this much, much more difficult. Okay. Well, this is upsetting, yeah. Um, well, so you still kill pestilence because I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if you could end all war by killing war. I don't get those snotty tissues away from me. That's Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Also... <laughs> If we're just talking about pure physical looks, War was kind of a cool looking dude, right? Like he was—he's was a good looking guy. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, that like that was tight as well, ever wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, I've seen him in like just a ton of other shit. So yeah, I, yeah, he's good. Yeah, I think in this case, I would kill Famine and I would marry War because then you could sort of do like a um, you could, like a a war by proxy type of Metal Gear situation by controlling. <laughs> Um, what's happening where, and you could, then you could eventually you'd run the world, and then eventually you can go to therapy and you could say war, war never changes, and have a legitimate yeah, complaint. Exactly. No, but exactly. if we're doing Metal Gear Solid, then war has changed. That is, that's true. That's oh wait, true. which one is war never changes? That's Fallout. That's Fallout. Oh, well. and at the beginning of Metal Gear Solid Four, Snake's like war has changed. And I don't think. Like, well, I, I mean, like kinda. I don't think there's going to be much of a crossover, but uh, I interviewed someone for Don't Give Up Skeleton, and she said that she met her uh, boyfriend because uh, her friend set her up on a dating profile, and when she looked at his profile, it said, War war never changes. And she was like, and that's how I knew he was the one. And I'm like, that's... Oh, my God, that would... <laughs> wow. I mean, that's great. That's like, I'm, c- Congratulations. I'm happy for you. But yeah, Oof, wow. Um, <laughs> I think I would, I would have to... Uh, I have to kill pestilence. I just don't like pestilence at all. And I, yeah, I'm going to be with you guys. Like I would, I would end up marrying war and then, and yeah, I would have to have sex with famine again. So yeah. Well, I wouldn't marry war because like we don't get to spend a lot of time with him. I want to get to know him better. And I, I could do that best through the <laughs> sweet, sweet sanctity of holy matrimony. Do you want to, you want to lay with him? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to like get up with him in the morning and, Pick his brain about stuff. Like, hey, man. Like, how do you feel about um, that? All those happenings in the world. <laughs> you want to read his Twitter feed with him is what I'm hearing. What kind of what kind of car <clears throat> do you drive? The devil doesn't know or care what kind of car war drives. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Dixon Amanda, for that. We appreciate it. Uh the next one is from our good friend, or some say Cosm, uh, a.k.a. Startits on Twitter right now, which is very hilarious to me. She has two Fuck Mary Hunts. Uh, we're in Angel Territory, y'all. Castiel, Anna, Gabriel. Okay, kill Gabriel. Straight up. First, like, wow. absolutely. Get that guy out of here. I've never seen somebody be so incorrect in, the, in my life. Okay. Here's the thing, though, about Gabriel. You like him because he had a cool speech for the last, like, ten minutes of his life. 
Think about literally all of the other time he existed before that and how awful and like manipulative and murdery he was. Well, I mean, think about Anna literally teleporting back in time to try to kill the Winchester parents. I mean, if we're going to compare... Yeah, but that was at least, like, for a good cause. I'm just assuming that everybody here is going to marry Castiel and it's unspoken. Like, we don't even well, have to really talk yeah, about that. Yeah, absolutely. And then just, like, fuck Anna because she's, like, just the third person who I don't really have a lot of feelings about way. Yeah, definitely um, killing Anna, uh, fucking Gabriel, <laughs> and then marrying Castiel. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna marry Gabriel because uh, he's Whoa. the trickster. He can just give me whatever I want forever because that's just kind of his jam. Uh, unfortunately, this means that uh, I guess Castiel would have to die in this situation. Um, I love I love my sweet boy Cast, but I feel like I would have to raise Cast like my son, and I wouldn't want to marry him or have sex with him. Um, so they would have to bone down on Anna, and that's my that's my answer. I don't want Castiel to die. That's just my answer. You were the you were the dean that the writers intended. Apparently, I mean, you were the father. <laughs> yeah. I'm canon dean. Apparently, You're canon dean. <laughs> um, and then she also wrote in with uh, Crowley, Lucifer, or Death, which is a uh, which is a weird one to me. I would um, I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like Crowley would know his way around the bone zone. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then again, marry Death because he's cool and he like makes me feel cosmically insignificant, which is like secretly something I'm kind of into. And then um, I kill Lucifer because he's a bad, bad, bad boy. Bad boy. Hmm. So, I would just like to return to the concept of can- of Canon Dean really quick. Sure. Yeah. Um, let's get into it. Because <laughs> Canon Dean, you know, he. He is, in fact, canon as opposed to the other Dean, which is just Dean. So there's <laughs> canon Dean and there's Dean. There's, well, there's canon Dean, Dean and then there's wishful Dean is what I think we should call canon him. Canon Dean – no, no, no. Canon Dean is, is of course, canon. You know, mm-hmm. he's the one who, who is he's, yeah. legitimate if you want to go with the fiction of the – but he also needs a preface, whereas Dean doesn't need a preface. He's just Dean and everybody oh. knows the real deal. How Will Dean does not, need, does not need to be introduced is what you're saying. He doesn't need to be introduced. <laughs> I, I have no idea what we're talking about right now. Ken and Dean. Um, <laughs> it sounds like we're saying Kane and Dean, which is a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Dean Kane? Dean Kane? TV uh, Superman? Is that is that actually TV Superman right now? I don't I can't keep up with who's Superman. Not right is. now, but in the nineties on Lois and Clark, a show that I've seen several episodes of. Oh, see uh, yeah, I have not seen that show. Um It's not very good. I'm 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 really stuck with this Crowley Lucifer death decision, y'all. I'm really having a hard time. I guess so. Let's say this. Let's. Um. I feel like Lucifer wouldn't care about me. Um. So I kind of just want to fuck Lucifer once because he wouldn't be able to stop me. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, that sounds real bad now that I've said it out loud. Yeah, I'll Whoa. take. No, 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 listen. I'll take. I'll take Lucifer to the bone zone in Sam's body. Okay. 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 Now we're that's now we're now point. we're somewhere. That's a good point. Yeah, okay. Good. Nobody. Okay. Yeah, I want. Tr- I want true form. Final. Final costume unlock for, for Lucifer <laughs> in Sam's body. Um, you want like face peeling Mark Pellegrino. No, I don't want any of that. I want like like full hunk. Like a little, he a little nasty. Like he looks like he got mm-hmm. nasty look in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Um. Every once in a while, you I just want to you want to look down and see Sam in his eyes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up. Um, oh, we're um, in some we're in some dirty territory, y'all. That's dark. That's really it's dark. Super dark. Um, okay, well, I didn't. I, Sam's not home. All right, I, this isn't. I didn't. I made it weird. It's a TV show. It's not real, everybody. I don't want to. 
I don't want to bone down on anybody who's not appropriately um, consenting to it. I just want to make that clear. This is the um, trouble. We always get ourselves in trouble in the Fuck Mary Hunts. I don't know why I keep inviting them to the show. They've, they've never. I don't know if the if, if the laughs are worth the, the trouble that we always get ourselves into. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, I hope that I, of course I would ask consent of of Sam first, and I know that he would say yes because I, we have that kind of in the hypothetical situation. Sam's like totally cool, bro. I'm gonna check out for a while. Um. Oh Jesus, I'm I'm digging a deeper hole. So <laughs> wait, let you run. They have like illusion magic, right? Like, why doesn't Lucifer just like it's a hypothetical? Make you and think that he looks like Sam. Sure, great, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because it's all so you're so you're fucking zombie Nick, Nick and, <laughs> zombie yeah, Pellegrino, and, and thinking that it's it's hunk Sam. Great, everybody, great. everybody's <laughs> fine with it. Everybody is agree. Everybody's totally cool. Yeah, yeah, Does yeah, the yeah, reality absolutely. matter if the sensation? You're like uh, Joey Pants in the Matrix steak and you're super into it because like you know it's fake but it still tastes good so that's that's who i would um bone zone and then um, uh what are the other so lucifer bone zone and then i would uh i would marry crowley because he just i like mark shepherd i'd be like what was it like being on the x-files uh we we would have you know a little conversation about that and then and what was the other one i forgot Uh, oh death then i would finally kill death and then you would get all i assume you just get power from you just level up you know, we, we've been saying, because it's, you know, usually it's fuck, marry, kill. We've been, we, we substituted hunt and kind of just used it as a synonym for kill. But I have to imagine that um, hunting death would be pretty stressful. Like we saw, we saw Dean sure. try to do this. So like maybe, maybe there is an aspect to this that we're not, we're not really thinking of. For, for me, I think I'm going to, um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to hunt Lucifer because um, having seen the show, I kind of know. What I got to do, I got to get the four horsemen rings. I'm going to marry death. So I got that first horseman ring down. That's done. Um, and then I'm, I'm just... I should have put a ring on it. I'm just, I should have. And I'm going to fuck Crowley because I also want to have sweet, sweet X-Files pillow talk with him afterwards. So Sure, 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 sure. I don't want you for your body. I want you for your X-Files guest appearance. <laughs> <laughs> In like episode four of season one. <laughs> um... <laughs> I told you, I told you we had a lot of these and we're we're still working through them. Uh, next web is from friend of the show, uh, Mai Sinclair. Mai says, "I'll go straightforward, traditional this time. Fuck Mary Hunt, Zachariah, Michael, God." Oh man, okay, yeah, get a Mary God because that's good. Mary God, um, kill Michael. I've had enough of that Superboy. And then Bone Zone with with Zachariah. He would talk about himself a lot and talk about how great his own performance was. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm here for it. You're good. You're good with that. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Ian. Well, <clears throat> I'm a semi devout Catholic. I Why? feel uncomfortable. Why are you on this show? <laughs> this I is a terrible decision. Fucking God. But you can marry like, him like I did. It was a I beautiful relationship. Marry him, yeah. but only if it was like a like a weird sexless marriage. They all I are. Like, I don't want to kill God. Maybe I kill like oh, I killed God by not believing in him. Uh, nihilism. No. Mm. I guess I would have to marry God because he's like the big G God. I would, I would feel. I feel like he'd get mad at me if I I didn't marry him. Maybe I don't know. It's wait, Chuck's God, isn't it? Yeah, marry that boy all day. He, he's so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he looks. I love his beard and his like weird scratchy voice. Yeah, marry God. And then there's, I guess, yeah, I would also have to have to fuck Zachariah because um, 
I feel like he'd be bad at it, but I I really don't like Michael because he's the worst. Michael's like when you're nine and you're like, hey, let, let me copy your algebra homework because I forgot to do it. And that guy's like, no, everyone should do their own algebra homework. It's like, we're nine, Michael. Math doesn't matter yet. <laughs> you guys were doing algebra at nine? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Louisiana public school systems suck. <laughs> Pre-algebra? I don't think we could even spell the word algebra until we were all 15. <laughs> Division? Sure. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess fundamentals are important. Anyway, that... That, that was a bad analogy, but Michael is not cool. I don't want to sleep with him. Uh, I'm going to go... Um, I'm going to take a, take a weird path on this one. So, uh, I'm going to hunt God, because I think... In my in my reasonable in my in my in my like fantasy land, I am the best hunter of the world. And who else are you going to hunt if you're the best hunter in the world? Like you can only kill God once. You can kill a million shapeshifters. You can kill. You Maybe can, you start hunting people. Yeah, you can. You can, but you can only kill one God. So I'm a hunt God. Um, well, you I'm can gonna, kill lots of gods. I'm going to marry. But this is this is this is the Christian God though. So we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, I'm going to marry Zachariah because even though I hate him, I think he will assist me on my journey of killing God. I think I can t- turn him to, to my side of wanting to kill God. And then, uh, that leaves How would just, you do that? I mean, just like, what's the play? I mean, like you're an angel and you did a shitty job and, and like all of the other angels hated you and it was all God's fault. Let's go kill him. Like it won't, it won't take very long. <laughs> what, what, okay. what else you got to do? You got fired. You're bad at your job. Um, and then uh, I guess that leaves me fucking Michael, which I mean, hopefully he's in Dean's body for that. But I'll take Adam too, so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm okay with either one of those. Um, and let's do the last one. I saved the best one for last. Uh, this is from our buddy Fletch. Uh, he says, uh, "Fuck Mary Hunt, the avatars of law, neutrality, and chaos," which he is defining as Castiel, Rufus, and Crowley. <laughs> Um, question, which I, which I like a lot. Who's Rufus? Rufus is uh, Bobby's uh, like black hunter friend guy. Okay, kill Rufus because I don't know any. I don't remember anything about him except what he looks like. Cool. So I would hunt him, and I think I, I could. I think I could get him. Um. I just wear like a flannel shirt and walk up to him, and he would trust me instinctively. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I could, I could get him. Um, and then I, I think I would have to fuck Crowley because I don't think Castiel would be good at it, and it wouldn't be fun. And then I would marry Castiel by default, which works out because he's a sweet baby boy, but he's like a, a an adult, <laughs> not a, not a baby. <laughs> Thank you for specifying that. I was I was yeah. <laughs> I was seven digits into the eight hundred number for child services. <laughs> Chris, uh, I love Rufus, but I don't think he'd like me very much. So I guess I'd have to uh, I'd have to do away with with R- Rufus um, and marry Castiel because okay. he's um, you know he's nice. And in this case, yeah, Crowley would have to go would have to go to go to the bone zone. I'm into it. I think I might agree with you on that. Um, like, I, I think Rufus is a great character. Uh, I don't think he'd be particularly like a fun person to be with, either in the um, in the laying down with way or with the uh, marriage before God way. So, 
yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hunt Rufus, and he's old, so that won't take very long. Uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Kaz, and then yeah, uh, it's true. Sorry, true facts. He's an old hunter; they don't last long. Uh, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna bone down with Crowley because again, Mark Shepard, X Files pillow talk sounds great. Sure, 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 sure. Do you guys ever think about how um, I think about this almost every day? The characters on the TV show Supernatural would not like me, the person, Ian. I feel like I lead a very frivolous lifestyle, and they're all like, oh, we have thick forearms, and we wow monsters. And I'm just like, I like video games. Like, I don't think I would have a lot in common with those guys. My worst nightmare is getting caught up in a uh, situation like... um like just being like a normal person Chris you like to talk about this a lot where like you see the the boys through normal people's eyes like that's my worst nightmare is being caught up in one of those situations <laughs> where I have to like hang out with Sam and Dean while they hunt a ghost and then they have to protect me because I'm just going to be a little like shitbag like I'm not going to be a great dude like I'm not going to be a helper like I'm not going to be cool about it at all <laughs> like I'm going to be yeah, like well, openly weeping and crying and scared it's not going to be great it's yeah, I have a collection of swords that I feel like they might be interested in. Uh, <laughs> and some of them, so three of them like, are old, so they could have power. Yeah, I feel like I could be like a fun, like like a one-off sidekick kind of character. You know, maybe I die at the end of my episode, but like you know, that's good. Yeah, yeah, but you're always the character that the fans want to bring back, right? When you go to the yeah, cons. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and, I and Dean's like, "Hey, I'm sorry, buddy, but like I'm already dead, so I don't even hear him." But like you know. <laughs> Well, Ian, thank you so much for guesting, man. This was this was awesome. It was great hearing like your kind of perspective on this as somebody who is uh, new to Supernatural and is trying to maintain their their innocence about the later seasons. So, uh, I hope you'll you'll continue like listening to the show and writing in and, and giving us that that perspective as the show goes on. I hope I hope we don't lose you. Yeah, of course not. I thank you for having me. This was very fun, and also um, you will hear from me writing in. Mm, let's say <laughs> let's say sooner than maybe you would think (laughs) (laughs) where can you uh where can you be found on the internet should people choose to engage with you in that way i can be found on facebook please don't add me on facebook i do not log on to facebook i can be found on twitter.com at bad duder b-a-d-d-u-d-e-r i don't know why like follow me if you're into left-leaning political anger and occasional memes um, I don't know why you would want to do that. You can uh, chat with me on the super good, cool monster of the week Discord. Is Discord app app Discord chat room? I'm there sometimes server. in is the, the non-server the channels. Term, the correct terminology is what you're looking for. Server, yeah. hey guys, here's a secret. I'm a hundred years old and I don't work. Um. <laughs> That's it. I, I'm not like I don't do podcasts or I'm not an, an internet celebrity. Uh, you can add me at Collarbone McGee on PlayStation. Okay, cool, excellent. If you want, sure. If you want or to get that Duder on the Nintendo Switch, I don't play multiplayer games and I won't interact with you. And my internet's really bad, so I can't even like hang out and chat. But uh, if you want to see all the trophies I don't have in most games. Hit me up. Excellent. Collarbone McGee. We'll make sure that's in the show notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Because why not? Um, well, thank you again for guesting. Listeners, we're going to uh, let Ian go. Uh, there's going to be a brief musical break, uh, which is basically just an excuse for me to get another beer. And then uh, Chris and I are going to be back to read all of your feedback. So, uh, Ian, thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, we'll be right back. 
All right, folks, we're back. Uh, we have quite a bit of feedback. Thank you so much for uh, not just listening, but interacting with us on Twitter and for especially for writing in all of these great questions and comments and things about the show. And uh, we're going to get started. Chris, you're up on the first one. All right, this one is from Waywardness at XNissa. Uh, I'm listening to the feedback episode. Eric Kripke didn't have a five-year plan. He always said to the network, give us... Give us five years, excuse me. Uh, just give us five years, even though he didn't have a plan. I think in season four, they knew what he wanted for season five, but it wasn't a real five-year plan where he had the story mapped out or anything. Just wanted to clarify. Uh, if you want to read more about it, this is a good one. Can't wait to start season five. Will you be covering two episodes for next week? Uh, yes, we will be covering two episodes <laughs> for next week. <laughs> I meant to uh, edit that last question out. So she was listening to the season four feedback episode. And, oh, okay, uh, gotcha, commenting. gotcha. Um, so this, the link that she sent is a, is a Reddit thread and I, I've read through it a couple of times and, um, it's basically, it goes, the, the common knowledge of Supernatural is that, Hey, it's, they, they meant it to run for five seasons and then it was popular. So they, they just kept it going and it's on its last legs or whatever. And it's basically this, this Reddit thread is just laying out the fact that no, like they, they didn't know from year to year that they were going to get renewed. Um, they hoped to get five seasons. The plot was not written. And at the end of season five, they were, and we've, and we've made reference to this. They were seriously talking about like, they were just kind of doing everything they could. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, it's I, a good read. If, if you want to read through that stuff, I don't know why I was always into that impression. I don't know where I ever heard that information that like, you know, it was the five year plan. And I guess it's just because it, the first five seasons have such a clean arc that makes so much sense together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do like that there's sort of that unique situation that they were in where they're just, you know, when you're when you're writing for something, if you don't know how much time you have left, you just have to go for it. You can't stall. You can't do a lot of filler. You just have to get as much out there as possible and just hope that you get renewed again. And I think that that probably, hopefully, hopefully I'm not off base again here, contributed heavily to why season five is so good. Yeah, agreed. Because like, well, let's just throw everything that we've got at this because you can't hang on to anything because there might not be you know, a place to put it later. Um, next up is oh god, I've lost my thing. Oh, this is somebody named Jensen that wrote in, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure it's Jensen Ackles because the email address is bubblemaster4321, which sounds like a Jensen Ackles email address if I've ever heard one. <laughs> put the person's um, email address. In. I didn't say the last part. <laughs> that oh, could okay, be okay, in, okay. an infinite amount of emails. Uh, they say, uh, hey, guys, I love the podcast, and it brings so much joy to me when I see that there's a new episode. Keep up the good work. I bet if Sam and Dean were listening to the podcast, they would be impressed, <laughs> well, which is an you. extremely <laughs> nice compliment. Thank you very much, Jensen, a.k.a. Bubblemaster4321. It's great. Uh, love you, Dean. Thanks for writing in. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you, Dean, for writing to the podcast. Yeah, that was very sweet. Thank you. Oh, the next one's for me. It's from Nis again. Yeah. Y'all playing on this because... Okay, all right. Hey, guys. What's up? Smash that like button. No, she doesn't say that. Hey, guys. Listen to the new episode uh, now. Good stuff. I heard Chris talk about the Lucifer is rising thing with Jay-Z, and I wanted to comment sooner, but I didn't want to be that person <laughs> that it was like... Uh, that it's like, well, actually, all the time. Okay. But it was P. Diddy. It was not Jay-Z. I didn't watch the show, nor was I on Twitter much back then, so I missed it, but here's the story about it with a link. Put that shit in the show notes. Um, all right, done. I... To anyone who was confused as to what we're talking about, um, for season five, there was a little bit of Twitter beef because I think Misha had started a, a hashtag that was something about Lucifer Rising, and I thought it was Jay-Z who would come back, but it was P. Diddy who came back uh, with, like, God is here or something like that, a competing mm-hmm. hashtag because they thought it was just, like, Satanists on Twitter or something. Um, 
it's for some reason extremely more funny to me that it's P Diddy. Than yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I'm trying to. I, I want to. I'm trying to like check myself because I don't want to be like accidentally racist or anything. But I'm. I don't think it. I think it's just the fact that his name is P Diddy, and I've always thought that was silly. But P Diddy being like super serious about a supernatural hashtag is <laughs> maybe the funniest goddamn thing I've I've, I've heard in a while. Uh, she continues, um, as far as how the show portrays fans, uh, through Becky, since I'm already commenting, uh, the first two times I watched, I thought it was hilarious, but like Jeremy, when I thought about it a bit more, I agree that it's low-key shitty thing to do. I can separate it and accept that they just meant to make a joke, but it does beg the question if the creators, writers, slash showrunner, uh, at least at the time, see, saw us like that. Um, I don't, I don't know, it feels like... I agree. I agree that it, that it definitely the way that fans are are shown in the series is uh, can can be kind of shitty. There didn't seem to be the kind of connection in what 2010 even really that they have now with people. I know that that's like they've been doing conventions and everything like that for a long time now. But it seems mm-hmm. now like everybody is like keyed into whatever their fandom is, whatever their favorite thing is. There's YouTube videos, there's Twitter communities, um, there's always something, and that kind of communication back and forth with the creators and actors of the thing that you like, and then just the, the fans themselves, the fan community, they're they're tied together very closely now for, for most projects, for better or for worse, but it does feel like it was still kind of keeping, keeping fans at an arm's length back then, and maybe it's still that way now, um, but it does seem sort of like a product of its time. Where it's like, well, if you go to a convention, you're an obsessive fan, right? Whereas now there's a convention like every other weekend, everywhere you go. Because people love things and people love going out. And it's just culturally acceptable to just be a, a huge nerd. And that's fantastic. Um, whereas the, th- that does seem, I guess, now looking back on it, like they are kind of talking down to the fans. And I would certainly think that the people who owe their careers to these fans should certainly not be looking down <laughs> at their fans like that. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's so, it's yeah, a weird yeah, thing yeah. where um like the people that are most likely to be um to to begrudge fans like this are the ones that are like you said their entire livelihood depends on these people watching these shows. Um like it's not you can't separate those two at all. Like the the only reason that they get to make this stuff is because people watch it. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like the first time we saw Becky especially with the uh, more than brothers.net stuff and the mm-hmm. you know giggly sam stuff was was really was really really awkward i think it lightened up a little bit when we saw her again uh later when they meet at the supernatural fan convention um but then uh in the very last episode in the finale one of uh chuck's lines is you know the fans are never going to be satisfied with the ending like it all has to make sense or whatever which seems like a direct kind of a direct like middle finger almost of like we don't you can't expect this much like endings aren't always as pat as you want them to be Mm -hmm. or whatever maybe middle finger is not the wrong way like writers often talk about this is like everybody wants to know like what happened and that's not necessarily the point of a story a lot of the time like what happened Mm -hmm. is sometimes the least interesting thing that you can come out of a story with so it's it's interesting that that's changed and i definitely think you're right i think that the 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 sheer proliferation of all of these fan conventions and that you know San Diego Comic Con becoming as, as huge as it is and all of the various comic cons fuck Lafayette Louisiana has a comic con now Chris like <laughs> it's most it's it's so weird <laughs> like I, I got to meet a Ghostbuster one time like that's that's fun <laughs> um, yeah, I guess um it's definitely given me a new perspective to to kind of go back through because I always liked Becky just because. I thought she was funny, but I don't know. Was I laughing at her? Was I laughing with her? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I just enjoyed, I guess, maybe because I feel like that's, even though I'm not writing fan fiction necessarily, 
I feel like that kind of personality is inside me. Just I'm, mm-hmm. I love being nerdy about stuff, and so I could definitely see how it's insulting. But I, I never, never, I just never saw it that way. Um, that doesn't mean that it isn't insulting. Um, True, but yeah, that's just where I'm coming from. Uh, next up is a friend of the show, Deepool. Um, Deepool wrote in uh, DM. He actually uh, asked us. Um, I think he was talking in our in our Patreon Discord, patreoncom slash of the week. Uh, <laughs> that he he was mentioning that he had some. Um, some 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 thoughts about how supernatural and paradise loss kind of either influence one another yeah. or are similar to one another. I read Paradise and, uh, Lost during well, while season five was airing for a uh, class I was taking. So it was very, nice. very very good. Um, so he was like, I, I've got thoughts on it. And I was like, Well, you have to send them in. We we want them. So this was this. Uh, Deepool writes, uh, when reading Paradise Lost, especially early on when Lucifer and the other fallen angels built pandemonium in hell. My professor brings up what I remember him calling a serious metaphysical debate circa 17th century theology. What is the nature of hell? Is it a physical place or is it a state of being spiritually divorced from God? If I don't have this quite right, please forgive me. I'm an old man and this was years ago and my memory is not what it was. was. Hey, hey, Deepool, coming from Jay right here. I got you, man. Don't worry about it. I, I feel you. <laughs> Uh, he continues, the show makes much of the parallels between the Winchester boys and their angelic counterparts. No secret about that. What I'm going to suggest to you, to quote aforementioned professor, is that Sam is to Lucifer, what with the whole disloyal son bit, so is Smanford to hell. Sam is separated <laughs> from his father's spirituality, spatially and emotionally, as Lucifer was doing, when, as Lucifer was when he was banished to hell. Because I've been sick all week at work and my brain doings will make odd connections. So, <laughs> if Sam is similar to Lucifer, that means that that hell is Smamford, and I love this so goddamn much. Thank you so love much. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything to add to it, but I love it. I don't either. I can't. I can't. I mean, just just the idea. Like, I like that idea of being like divorced from God or what have you. Like, that's a cool idea. And that's what hell is. So the the, the idea that him being separated from his family is is just fucking great to me. All right, let's see the next one. Uh, this one is from Robert. He says hello. You son of a fish. <laughs> Four times. You're getting better about reading ahead, though. I have to say that. <laughs> it's just a catch. I just see, hello, monster of the week. Come on. Nobody calls us monster. Like, I saw you tweeting about money. I thought you might be interested in the biggest launch of opportunity of 2017. Shark Tank star <laughs> unveils massive potential alert. Chris, go to this, and then it edited a link, and fill up the form to secure position. Thanks, guys. I gotta do this. I gotta go but, uh, fill this in really quick. No, please, can you, can you read this man's full name that he signed this email? Robert with? Team Leader. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Robert Team Leader. You know, you know, you know the famous Civil War general, general Robert T. Leader. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Robert, if you're listening, um, I'll get to, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Yeah. Hey, look, massive potential alert, Chris. That's what that is. That email is, um, I'm just going to guess, like, actually, I could probably just look it up, but I'm just going to guess that that is from, like, just so long ago. (laughs) Um, July 18th is when that's from. So, yeah. If if you're wondering how long that I save emails. Uh, Next up is uh, a message from Brittany. Uh, Brittany says, I'm pretty sure that wasn't a booster shot that Sam was getting at at the end of the old Dean episode. I was under the impression that was a shot of penicillin. I don't remember if we talked about this or not. I know we talked about, like, why is Sam leaving to get a booster shot and why is this so awkward. But, yeah, he literally had the clap. 
Like they gave him the clap. Yeah, right? I think they, so it, they, it came up in our Discord. I never put that together in my head when we were watching the episode. But yeah, he the the witch does say that he gave Sam the clap. It's just like a feels like a one off joke. But then he's literally like, "No, I gotta go to the doctor now." <laughs> so yeah, this is. I, I thought this was really funny. I thought this yeah, was that's, really good. that's great. That's great. Thank you, Brittany and Chris. I'm just Thank going you. to apologize in advance of this next one. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what was happening here. Okay. Um. I uh, this did you did you edit this? What is what happened here? This What's, this this is this is not this edited. Res- this this is this came okay. in. This, this is this is as it was. Let me say that this says it says name Ian Scarron. Email butts 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 at spookum dot zone. Twitter bad neuter. Uh, website monster of the week dot cool. That's right, boys. This is a hostile takeover. You two better watch your backs. Okay, message. Wait, what's happening? I was just here on the podcast. Now I'm in this email. Am I trapped? Where am I? I'm in the email, but is this my whole being? Is this what I am now? Text on a screen? Am I alive? I'm a static page on a website. What is there for me? When you finish reading this, do I cease to exist? Am I immortalized in the audio file of the podcast? When the last download of the episode is finally deleted months from now or years from now, will I die? What will greet me on the other side? I fear death. I fear damnation. I fear judgment. But more than anything, I fear nothing. I fear that I will die and I will be conscious and there will be nothing alone in the void, alone with myself forever. What the fuck, Ian? I don't know what, <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know what was happening here. So anyway, sorry. thanks again for having me on the podcast, guys. I can't wait to start season six. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Jeremy, I'll treat the next one. Sure. Uh, our next one is from uh, Wayward Hunks. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> who's also known as Georgina. Uh, Georgina says, hi guys. I just wanted to say that I love your podcast. I started about one month ago and I started supernatural almost a year ago. I found you guys when I was on a follow spree on Tumblr and followed you. I realized it was a podcast and I decided to listen to it for the first few episodes. I watched the show along with you for the third time, but I ended up just binge listening to your podcast instead. I haven't (laughs) caught up yet, but I am listening to the first episode of season five right now. In case you're wondering, uh, I did name this email address after your podcast. I just love the whole hunk thing. Thank you so much, Georgina. (laughs) That's so great. Great. That's so nice. Thank you for being one of our, our three uh, Tumblr followers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you for this very kind email. She continues, I also wondered what you two will do if the Scooby-Doo episode is terrible. It probably won't be terrible. <laughs> but what if it is? Let's just test the water. Let's figure it out. What if it's terrible? I want to end this message with a funny joke or comment, but I am extremely bad at coming up with witty comments. Same. Love you both. <laughs> Podcast is great. Can't wait to hear you talk about hunks more. Um, well, I'll tell I, you, I think you came up with an extremely witty email address. With absolutely. Wayward Hunks, Wayward Hunks so. is great. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm loving that. Thank you, Georgina, for writing in. Thank you absolutely for listening. That, that's, and, and Benja listening. That, that, that's, that's really gratifying. We're so glad that you enjoy the episode. Uh, if the Scooby-Doo episode is terrible, I'm, I don't think that I'm going to mind that much. I feel like, I feel like this is the kind of thing that even if it's bad, it's going to have like so much comedy value in it. Mm-hmm. Like, it may even have more value. Like, I want it to be a good episode. Let me say that outright. Like, I want it to be a fun, goofy, good supernatural comedy episode because I feel like these. I feel like these. It would work really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's bad, like if it's just really terrible, I think we could pull a lot of value out of that as well. That's true. Um, I think that if it's really good, that's that's what the the issue is going to be because then we're going to have to start a Scooby Doo podcast if it's if it's too good. But but. Start a Scooby Doo podcast from the perspective that it exists within the same world, the same Indeed. I uh, we've had to do a Patreon exclusive <laughs> episode for the Scooby Doo episode, right? Yeah, definitely. But we yeah, we, we pull it apart as if it were Sam and Dean, 
uh, heading in, except it's just the Scooby Gang or whatever. It's, it's the just the Scooby Gang. Yeah, yeah. We can because there's. I bet we could make we could get like Castiel would probably be. Uh, um, I don't remember any of the name of the Scooby people. I? Wow, Shaggy, Velma, Velma, Diane, the blonde guy. Who's Fred? Fred is the blonde guy. I used to love Scooby Doo when I was a kid. I don't know why I can re- can't remember any of that. It's just you know, it's just one of those things. There's only so many, uh, so much room for hunks in my brain. You gotta you gotta Man. parse out which hunks are gonna take up a lot of space. That Scrappy Doo episode, the Scrappy Doo cartoon, was really fun. Like the the, the the mini the mini Scooby, I liked that a lot. Okay, so that'll be on Patreon. We'll do a uh, <laughs> we'll just start covering Scooby Doo, I guess. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, there's got to be a Scooby Doo podcast out there. Anyway, um, okay, thanks for running in. The next one is from Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Again, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why Ian wrote in two emails to a podcast that he was literally guessing on. So I guess thanks, Ian, for being weird about this. <laughs> he said they should cancel the show and then thirty years later do a sequel show in the same continu- con- continuity, con- con- in the same continuity, starring Dean's scrappy daughter or whatever, and they should call it Super Duper Natural. Uh, wah, wah. no, not no, without my hugs. Not without, not without my hugs. <laughs> Uh, I I do like the idea though of them uh just rebooting the show at some point, like in in like five years, right? Or like season twenty, like they just end it, and then like two years go by, and it's like Sam and Dean's kids are ten, and they're hunting monsters <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. I really like the idea of just a total reboot. That's how um, every single anime ends, where just okay, they got married and they had kids, and the ending is just three years later when their kids are there, and then they're like, you know what? It still makes a lot of money. Let's just make more episodes about the kids. Are you saying that Harry Potter is anime? Um. Well, they never. We never got to see more. Yes, we did. I guess they should made a stage yeah, play. Yeah, yes, yeah. Harry Potter's anime. You heard it here first. Folks. Spoiler for Harry Potter, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Harry survives at the end. <gasps> Hey, that's a big spoiler, okay? It's not. Everyone knew Harry was going to survive. There's no way in no world is he going to why is he not going to survive. Anyway, uh our next email is from uh our buddy Trond, friend of the show Trond. Uh Trond says, "Greetings, hunklings." I don't like hunklings, Trond. I'm just going to tell you that right. <laughs> I mean, you and I have talked about Dark Souls for a good bit of time, so I feel comfortable enough to be able to say that I don't like hunklings. Anyway, <laughs> He says, uh, as we close on season five, my favorite by far, and we reach what could have been a fantastic series ending, I wonder, what is your favorite main character death so far in the series? John getting sucked into hell? Joe and Ellen in the fiery explosion? Dean choking on a sausage? Our hunks of all age and genders die often and in spectacular fashions. What would your supernatural death and inevitable resurrection look like? Keep on hunking. I like that. Keep on hunking. All the best, (laughs) Tron. Uh... So our favorite character deaths so far. I'm trying to think of all of the characters that died and how they did it. Uh, man, Dean getting torn up by those hellhounds and literally dragged into hell and then like chained up is is maybe like one of the coolest. What the fuck? It's pretty moments. sad. Pretty sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like mm-hmm. the. I, honestly, I like Gordon's death because I like the arc that kind of leads up to it. Uh, I think it's a cool sure. kill pulling the head off with the barbed wire. Um, but I think that it's just. It's just fun to have a vampire hunter become a vampire. It's not necessarily new territory, but I always enjoy that his little his short little character arc. Um, uh, I like the I like the Dean the Dean death that you were just talking about. I like when Sam dies in season two because Dean is hugging him and it's very sad. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That's a good hunk death. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of more hunk deaths down the road that I would enjoy, but yeah, I'll stop there. Okay. 
I, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick with uh, Dean dying at the end of season three. I just like that, that being just such a, an emotional like oh my god I can't believe they're actually gonna go for this moment. Um, even though like you know seven minutes later they fixed it, but like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, so how would we die? What would our hunk death be? Is that what it was? Yeah, how would we die and how would we be resurrected? Um, we, we mentioned this earlier. Like, if I was caught up in a Sam and Dean episode, like a Monster of the Week episode, like they were hunting a Rougarou down in Louisiana and somehow I got involved, um, I, I'm just going to say that I would, it would be whatever the most inglorious death possible on the episode would be. Like, it would, maybe the monster doesn't even kill me. Like, maybe I am. Like I just kind of wander off a little bit, and like I step on a rake, and it hits me in the face. Yeah, you're actually the like, you're the com- com- you're the red herring. Where, yeah, yeah, where I fall down and like break my neck, and I just relate. Oh no, he just broke his neck. <laughs> he yeah, wasn't a monster death at all. <laughs> I think my death would be. Um, they'd be trying to fight some sort of sword ghost, and I would be trying to collect. You know, just collect swords and pick it up. And it, sure, and, yeah, of course. No. My uh, See, my. Res- <laughs> My resurrection, though, I think would be uh, Castiel reaching down into hell, and he, he he grabs me like he grabbed Dean. He he reaches into perdition to to pull me up, and uh, he would he would bring me all the way up, and he would look at me, and then he'd go, "Oh shit, wrong guy," and then he would just put me back in hell. <laughs> like I would go immediately back. I feel like I would I would be brought back to life in just sort of normal supernatural way. Um, but then immediately try to collect more swords and uh, of course, run okay. myself through and just so, sword old, ghost is actually a, a strong monster of the week concept. I like this. I got a, a ghost that haunts swords. Hey, it makes sense. Dude. What if it's a sword that binds the soul of its, if it's victims of the people that it's killed into the sword. There's gotta be a video game about that already. Right. But, like, I mean, like it has to exist. Like I'm not, I, I'm not, I can't be, like anime exists, this has to exist. Like I'm sure it's <laughs> in course, some anime right. somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it's good. It is good. Uh, Chris, the the next one is from our friend Fletch. Uh, listeners probably remember Fletch. He's one of our other listeners that is right uh, watching along with the uh, podcast. So uh, I got you a whole section up here, and then we're going to break up his his predictions. He's okay. Last, if you go back to the season four prediction episode, he actually did pretty good. He had a pretty good strong percentage. If I was smart, I would have pulled up that that document and seen which ones he got right. But I forgot to do that, and it's late, so I'm not going to do it now. So, All right. He says, hey, y'all. Uh, new guy thoughts were asked for, so season five for me was awesome with the continued stakes and finally remembered Pink Floyd exists and tilting a pretty good episode with it, or titling a pretty good episode with it, excuse me. Uh, solid as a whole and brought in some fun, esoteric, uh, did not expect the horror of Babylon. Um, fucked up the finale. Who, who fucked up that finale? Who asked for Def Leppard? Oh my god, almost woke up someone shouting. That sucked so bad, so fast. Uh, 100% agree with that song choice there. Uh, anyway, I, I figure after last year's mostly accurate predictions, RIP Angelic Motorcycle John Winchester, I should take another crack at season six for all still I the know great, still the ahead of time. Idea. Is there's a porno and everyone hates this one? Um, okay, so his predictions. Uh, Sam has already come back wrong, so I'm going to say he was pet cemeteried and has no soul currently. He also says uh, this season is going to begin bringing dead people back left and right because why not? And that nothing bad will happen to Dean's new family because we're starting fresh under a new showrunner who will absolutely avoid yet another dead lover. Um, despite the prior guess, every single person in the main cast, Castiel, Sam, Dean, and Bobby, will have to kill a loved one, but not a lover. Progress. <laughs> the list of remaining threats I can think of as a season villains is low, so I'm going to pitch. Book of Enoch comes in. 10,000 saints descending upon the land and scourging it of sinners. Mm. Hope I pronounced Enoch right. I don't know. Yeah, Enoch is fine. Um, 
he's uh he also says i'm also running out of cliches that they might use or skewer with chuck dead i figured the novel angle has dried up and gabriel being deceased means no trickster for at least one year age regression this time <laughs> uh and then finally someone has a bastard child <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time right it's only a matter of time Okay, this one is from Mr. Brooks on Twitter. He says, uh, Hi, Monster of the Week hunks. Just wanted to congratulate you guys on the Patreon, and thank you for creating so much great hashtag content. Thank you. Uh, the crazy tweets, gifts, and photoshops always brighten up my Twitter feed. I've been watching Supernatural at a pretty slow space, slow pace, excuse me, currently in season two, but I want you guys to know that I'm keeping you in sight. Uh, and though I may watch other shows or listen to other pods from time to time, it's good to know that there's a backlog of Supernatural and Monster of the Week episodes waiting for me like a cradle in the window on a cold, dark winter night. Keep up the great work, pod hunks. Or just you. a candle in the window. In the cold November rain. Whoa, you just, two different songs. Holy moly. Yeah, I know. It's called a mashup, Chris. That's what the millennials like. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm actually going to go mash up those two songs right now. I'm going to be the next girl talk. I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. Our next email is from Tom the Optimist um, at Tom the Optimist on Twitter. Uh, I don't know why, but I always think that it's um, Tom the uh, Optometrist when I see his name <laughs> pop up. Like he's an eye doctor. I don't know. I don't. It maybe. I don't know why that is. Anyway. Uh, Tom says season five will be where supernatural ended for me, mostly because I didn't know it had a season six when it came out. (laughs) (laughs) I spent many years thinking to myself that it's so nice to see that the fans still love the show after it ended. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, now I feel like an idiot about that. I tried turning the show back on after that and something, something take over the world with corn syrup. Uh, I probably shouldn't have read that. I might cut that out. Well, now I feel like an idiot about that. I tried turning the show back on, and after that was spoiler, 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 spoiler. The season was hit, hit or miss for me with some greats and some wasted potential, but thank you for giving me an excuse to go back through this great adventure. Final thought. I didn't think it was Lucifer and Sam's body at the end. Lucifer was always associated with bright light and the color white. The streetlight over Sam goes out as he appears, so I took that to mean Lucifer was out too. I will yeah. keep up watching and can't wait to see you carry on into season six. Also, happy birthday to Jeremy. Thank you, Tom. That's very nice. We haven't really mentioned it, but yeah, we're recording this on my birthday, which is kind of weird. Happy birthday, Jeremy. And uh, if you're listening to this, go check out the Monster of the Week Twitter because my wife made me a super cool supernatural kick. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's interesting that um, the street light goes out and th- that may be proving that that's not Lucifer because we, we haven't really seen Lucifer. Like, that's kind of a ghost move, right? Like, that's not necessarily a demon move to, like, shut out. Well, I guess it is a demon move. We just never see that happen very often. So I don't know. Hmm. All right, next one. Yep. Okay, this one is from Wrenchwitch, our good friend. First of all, thank you. You hunks got me back into watching this ridiculous show, and I am happy you did. This is the first season of Supernatural I've finished since you started the podcast and has been pretty quality television. I have a question for you two to, to ponder. Why is your coverage of Crowley and your coverage of Ruby so different? In a lot of ways, it is similar. It is a similar thing, a demon offering the boys stuff they want in a corrupty way. Uh, but y'all grouse the entire time Ruby was around, but you seem excited to see Crowley. I'm not very far ahead, just to know, just enough to show that Crowley is a D-bag, but yeah, thoughts of you, my hugs. Don't let the Krampus get you this holiday season. Um, thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you. Uh, I, I think obviously we have a little bit of foreknowledge of Crowley, uh, in the role mm-hmm. that he plays in, in mm-hmm. the, in the show. I, again, it was bullied into, into not liking, <laughs> uh, 
Ruby because I actually really do like Ruby and everybody kept telling me that I was really stupid for not seeing it coming. Um, so I had to pretend like I was super cool and I didn't like her. I always really liked Ruby. I thought she was cool. I thought that um, having a demon on the team was, was cool. I hated that she was corrupting Sam, but I liked that element of the show. I guess I'm just a big old uh, dingus for not seeing it coming or for not, I don't know, hating her. I think... Um... <sighs> And this is, and I'm trying to figure out, um, like what makes me think this, but Crowley is to me infinitely more entertaining as a character than Ruby was. Mm -hmm. Um, Ruby was, I think she was, I think she was strong and I, and I, we, we took a lot of this to heart when, when Joan wrote in at the end of season four and talked about, um, you know, Sam not necessarily being as bad of a guy as I, as I had laid out during season four. And I, and I still believe that. Although I think that Ruby's focus on this one thing is, is, is to the detriment of the character. Not, not that like, I think it's a good character. Like that, that arc is great. Like everything that like she, she managed to accomplish her goal and I, like she died at the end, but you could argue that she died doing exactly what mm-hmm. having succeeded in everything that she set out to do, which was corrupting Sam, freeing Lucifer and getting Sam to, to break the last seal, which was Lilith and to, you know, free Lucifer and getting killed by Sam and Dean necessarily doesn't, doesn't necessarily matter at all. But Crowley is just, he's so much more of a fun character and he seems, uh, extremely dismissive of the boys, which is, makes me, makes him more, um, which ingratiates him, his, his character to me more than Ruby's kind of fascination with, with these two. And, and I, I liked Ruby a lot. Like I'm not one of these Ruby haters out here. If I was grousing when, when Ruby was, was around, it was because, man, I'm having a really hard time explaining this, Chris. I, I, I just, I, like, I liked her as a character. Uh, I just, she was, she was really one note. Like her whole thing was to corrupt Sam and that's all she did ever. Mm-hmm. And it made, oh, and here's the thing. This actually plays into the reason we like season five, right? She was actively keeping Sam away from Dean. Whereas when Crowley does this, uh, it, he does divide the boys up a little bit, but it, it, they seem to bond over their distrust with him. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that, that brings them closer together, which is something that I like. Yeah. Uh, Ruby is a very defined villain. Once we get down to it, we know that her entire plan was to, uh, corrupt Sam and she succeeded and she, that she just is a villain of supernatural. Whereas Crowley is always a lot more, um, of a question mark. Uh, and I'm obviously not fully up to date with supernatural, but for the most part, he, he goes back and forth with his question mark nature. I guess that's not a really good way to express that, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. So hopefully that explains it Joan. I, I hope that comes across. It's not necessarily that we, that we hate Ruby or anything like that. Um, I know a lot of people like Ian seemed to prefer, to to say like he didn't really like Ruby at all. She, he hated her when she was on screen. I, I I guess I get that because she's a corrupting force, but um Ruby to me is it's all worth it to get that Dumbo line at the end. Um mm-hmm. I, I think that that just so perfectly encapsulates that character and the the, the betrayal that she she performs on Sam that it just makes me love her a whole lot. So mm-hmm. hopefully that came across in the podcast. I, I feel bad now if it didn't, but they, I, I definitely, I definitely like that chick. Um, I like the character, I guess I should say. Our next one is from uh, our buddy John over at 99 Dexterity on Twitter. Uh, hey there, hunks. Congratulations on wrapping season five. Although now you have to stomach the realization that it's all downhill from here. 
Oh, that's not true. Your episode last week compelled me to go back and watch Swan Song for the first time in roughly four years. Things got emotional to say the least, but damn, is that some quality television. I was wondering, how far have the two of you gone in your personal watches of Supernatural? I made it to Super 9 before I finally called it quits. Have a great day. Uh, thank you for writing in, John. Also, thank yeah, you for thanks. writing in, Joan. I didn't, I didn't mention that earlier. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you. Uh, I am, I, I looked this up the other day, uh, because somebody was questioning me on it. So I went to my, my little media streamer thing where, it, cause it keeps track of what episodes I've watched. And I was about eight episodes into season 11. I think I must've been somewhere right around the same. I think I finished season 10. Um, I always thought I was on season 11. It's because I lost the recording of an episode. Mm-hmm. So I just was busy at the time, had lost the recording. It was near the end of the season. And I remember thinking when it's on Netflix or when it's on DVD, then I'm going to finish it because I don't have time to do it right now. And then I just, I never got to it. And I thought that I might not ever see Supernatural again because I had lost it. And I thought, when am I ever going to have time to watch this entire show again? I mean, I have plenty of time, but I was just playing a lot of video games, I guess. And now here I am doing a podcast about it. So. <laughs> and now look what we do nowadays. But yeah, made it, I made it pretty far. And only, I literally only stopped watching it because of a DVR mix-up. This one is from Audrey. Uh, was that season three guest? Season four? Uh, it had to be season three, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> she says, my feedback is that I'm never going to hear Torn the same way again. Thanks. You're welcome, all right? You were, you were absolutely welcome for that. Um, yeah. I think we've ruined that song for a lot of people. Good. I don't know about you, Chris. I've had that song stuck in my head since we've released that episode. Yeah, and I know, and I know it's because I spent a lot of time like listening to it as I was doing the edit. Uh, but yeah, that, it's yeah, that that song is permanently emblazoned on my brain now. So, if you haven't seen that video that Jeremy made, please go to our YouTube. I don't know what it is, but go to our YouTube and uh, watch that video. Our YouTube is uh, some garbage URL because we don't have 100 subscribers yet. So if you want to go to that YouTube and subscribe to us so that I can secure the Monster of the Week URL, I would really, really appreciate that. So go, go check that out. And I promise we're not, we're not going to spam your your whatevers or anything like that. Like We're just going to make stupid Supernatural videos and put them up there. And it's probably not even going to be very often. So <laughs> it's just whenever the mood <laughs> strikes us. Uh, but yeah. I'll, I'll, put a, I'll put a link to that as a, a, in the show notes so that people can can check that out. Uh, next is, uh, our friend Sneasel, friend of the show Sneasel, who's been there with us since day one. She is, uh, at Artemis5001 on Twitter. Uh, she says, another stellar cast season. You guys are actually the best. I think you outdid yourself this time around with the editing and extras and such. A massive pat on the back. Thanks for all the time you put into it. Thank you, Sneasel. That's, that's, that's all Jeremy. Really, really nice. Um, well, I mean, you know, editing and extras, that's, that's, that's the two of us, man. Like we, we, we both brainstorm this. We both talk about all this stuff. So I'm, that's, that's not just me. Uh, important questions, favorite angel for each of you. I'm pretty sure you know mine already. And she does a little winky face emoticon. So I know that she means that it's Gabriel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also the, your favorite monster of the week episode this season. I believe the children are our future is probably mine. I've never been able to get the image of the clawed open skull from my head. It's been years and I've only seen it the one time, but it can't be unseen. I mean, she scratches all the way through her head. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Uh, favorite angel, Chris. Favorite angel. I mean, it's got to be Castiel. It's I, I like Gabriel. Be yeah, I like Gabriel a lot. I think he's fun. Uh, honestly, this time around, I really like Zachariah. He's he's just a great dick. Yeah. If I if I, if if you remove Castiel from this pool, it becomes a lot more of a difficult question. 
And I think at that point, I would probably lean to either Lucifer or uh, Zachariah. Like, Lucifer is such a... I, I just love the way that he treats people with, I'll, I'll never lie to you, and that he and he never does. And that the way that he kind of slowly but subtly gets into people's heads. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. it's it's. It, it's good stuff. I like that. So yeah, yeah, he's very well written. And then uh, your favorite monster of the week episode, uh, which I guess she means like, yeah, I think the, her or, favorite. Oh, okay, okay, type of monster. Let's see. Type of yeah, yeah. Huh. Um. I gotta I gotta pull up a list. I don't I don't really remember. <laughs> I know that's sad, but like they all kind of run together. You know, one point, of my right? answers for years was that episode in season four that you don't like, uh, Family Remains. Um. I was always really fond of that, and I, I guess this time around I ended up not liking it quite as much. But favorite monster of the week episode? Uh, hmm, that is that's a difficult question to answer. I always really liked the the, the ghost stuff because again I've, I've just I like that kind of thing. Um, I think season one actually does have some pretty decent monster of the week stuff because it's just introducing a monster to us in a fun way that sometimes gets old because you want to hear about your hunks. You don't want to hear about like some lady who died 40 years ago and then Sam and Dean talked to an old person about it. Um, but it was sort of, it was sort of fun when they would focus in on those things. Uh, do you have an answer yet, Jeremy? I do. I'm, I'm looking through the, the list. Um, uh, I think I'm trying to remember which one is the season four episode. I don't like actually before we, before we get too far. Family remains that. is the one where they go to the house and it's not actually haunted. It's people living in the walls. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, the, uh, the, the fallen idols episode I think is, is, is really good. Um, I was really worried about vis- revisiting the Paris Hilton episode when we started <laughs> this podcast. I thought it would be, I thought it'd be pretty lame. I remember at the time thinking it was kind of lame on a rewatch and actually kind of a think about it and removing like my, my prejudice against Paris Hilton, which was, she was all over the place at that time. So I didn't, I didn't really want that to, but in 2017, it's it's a lot easier to take that in small doses. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's a really good one as far as like you know straight up ghost stories. Uh, also, uh, the Sam interrupted episode with the with the weird oh, yeah. creature that's poisoning the entire like insane asylum. I think that's a really cool a- episode as well, and also gets into some real gritty stuff. Yeah. And Chris, you're up. Okay, the next one is from Brittany via Facebook. So, in the scene where Dean meets Death and they eat pizza together, Dean is using his fork the way they teach you to use a fork in etiquette classes or in coalition. Is that what it says? <laughs> Whatever. Etiquette, I'm just yeah. over that part. Uh, cotillion, yeah. Cotillion? Okay. Mm-hmm. The way they teach you to use a fork in etiquette class or cotillion. I didn't know what that word was. Uh, you would expect a hunter to eat using his fork like a shovel. I really like the idea of, use, of Dean at, again, I can't read that word, like a cotillion. beautiful... Cotillion. I've never heard that word my entire life. Uh, like a beautiful Southern Belle. Uh, I also really like that. I didn't pick up on that, obviously, because I can't even say the word. But um, <laughs> I think it's hilarious that Dean would, for some reason, know to eat like that. Like he learned it somewhere on some weird hunt uh, mm-hmm. at some country club somewhere, <laughs> learning you know to hunt a vampire or something. Have we gotten? No, we haven't got to the episode where they have to pose as like health club instructors or whatever. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, that, that, that'll be coming. Yeah, cotillions are like um, like when my cousin was in a cotillion, and like they 
they dress up all the girls in like super fancy southern bell dresses and like they have to like wrap a ribbon around a maypole there's fancy dancing there's fancy food like it's it's like a it's it's like a white person's quinceañera maybe i see i see <laughs> like like it's it's one like but not necessarily associated with the age 15 like it's it's just like a little like event for everybody to get dressed up and act super fancy and like they're southern gentlemen or southern bell kind of kind of things uh, so i guess not living in the south would explain why i don't know about it yeah, and Brittany is um, our. We, we mentioned Michael earlier, uh, which Michael is her husband. Michael is the one that was asking why they didn't just use um, Dean's amulet instead of the uh, oh, yeah. army man. So yeah, this is we've got we got we got a, a husband wife combo on this episode. So love it. <laughs> Uh, next is Brandon Goodrich. Uh, Brandon is a good friend of mine from the Duck Feed TV network, and he's just an all around cool guy. We traded pint glasses, Chris. I sent him, uh, like I stole some Tabasco pint glasses from a sports bar and sent it to him. And he sent me some cool, cause he lives in Alaska. He sent me some cool Alaskan pint glasses. What? So he's got some hot goods up in Alaska. <laughs> I'm sure that sports bar is definitely looking for those. Anyway, he says, uh, Hey guys, I remember having mixed feelings about this season. When I watched originally, the season really doubled down on hating John to the point where I was sure there was some bad blood with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And I've always felt they took it too far, especially with him and Mary fighting a lot and him moving out for a time. Maybe it hits close to home. What was similarities to my relationship with my own father overbearing that sort of thing, not demon hunting that made me a little <laughs> softer on John as a whole. John always struck me as a real stand-up guy who did his best to teach and protect his sons to their own detriment to be certain, but I've always felt that none of the supernatural stuff happened. He'd have been a good father. I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to like John Winchester for a long time. I knew that he was like, he was destructive and he had caused issues for the boys, but I always really liked John and I thought that he really did try. I just thought he was fucked up and he caused his boys pain. Well, he didn't mean to. I, I never thought that he wanted that. And I thought that he, he really did love him or love his kids and really did want to take care of them. Uh, I've always had a soft spot for, for John. Um, and I don't think that there's any bad blood with Jeffrey Dean Morgan because him and Jensen are always hanging out now in 2017. Mm-hmm. And he said how he would love to come back to the show to give the boys some sort of closure with their father. I mean, they can bring anybody back from the dead at any point on Supernatural pretty much. So uh, I would love to <laughs> they, see that. They have proven they can do that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that there is a, a definitely a certain section of the the fandom who really really hate John, um, and that's that's fine. If I just, I guess, I mean, I watched Supernatural with my own dad when I first went through it, so I had a um, I don't know connection with that. Everybody fights with their fathers, so it just seemed like just people sons and fathers working through their shit all the time. Obviously, in some extreme fucked up situations, um, but I it always worked for me. So John is the easy punching bag, right? Because mm-hmm. number one, he's not there. Um, so it's it's easy to point to him as the source of all of the, the boys' problems. A lot of the strife that they build between Dean and Sam is specifically laid at John's door. Um, way more so than Mary ever could, you could ever lay at Mary's door because mm-hmm. she was dead when a lot of the stuff was happening. Uh, Sam didn't really know his mother as we explore and, um, Oh, it's the Pink Floyd episode, and I can't remember the name of it. Um, Dark Side of the Moon? Dark Side of the Moon, thank you. Uh, when we see Sam's personal heaven has nothing to do with the actual Winchester family whatsoever. So it's 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 easy to look at this character that we barely have met in the show. Like, he's only showed up in a handful of episodes. When he has, he's been relatively aggressive towards the boys and demanding and militaristic. 
<clears throat> overbearing is the is the word that Brandon uses, and I think that's that fits perfectly. So it's it's real easy to to, to throw a lot of static at that dude, right? Like it's it's mm-hmm. real easy to do that. And I can definitely see like if you have issues with your own father um, that you could bristle against that. So I'm, I'm, I don't want to take that away from Brandon at all, but it's 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 much more of a. I don't think we'd have the Smanford jokes. I don't think we'd have the John is a terrible father jokes if he was actually a character on the show, because they're not going right. to create this character that you just hate all the time and have his and have his like his sons hanging out with him. Like it just wouldn't work. Right. And I think that's probably the reason that they don't bring John back, and that they have. I guess that's a, kind of a spoiler, but like, I mean, we're, we're just not going to see a lot of Jeff, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, yeah. And and I think that's a good thing. Like the, the boys need that conflict, and we don't necessarily need to like have him around all of the time dredging that up like it just Mm -hmm. needs to be a fact and not necessarily a fact like if you had a terrible father like you've had a terrible father but like and you it's going to affect your day-to-day life in ways that you don't understand but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to talk to your wife about your dead dead father or your your terrible dead father every single day of the week right so yeah it's it's interesting i I, I like i I find it interesting that he took exception with this and I, it's something that I never would have thought about doing until, until he wrote this in. So mm-hmm. thank you, Brandon. Hopefully this won't come out the wrong way. Cause I, there has always been something I think very positive as much as there's a lot of strife in it, in the male relationships in supernatural. Um, and if this comes out all wrong, I'll have you edit it out. I think we've discussed it before <laughs> how it's not, it's not always often that even in media or, I mean, in war in real life, men, you're not, you're, traditionally not supposed to express yourself in certain ways you're not supposed to show emotion in certain ways and for me supernatural was a really really positive influence making me feel like i could i could be emotional when i felt emotional and i i could have strong relationships with other men without feeling like i I wasn't supposed to um because it was a different you know when you're growing up there's a lot of pressure on you not i mean being a straight white boy there's not a lot of pressure on me but you just everything is difficult relationships are difficult and i always found that supernatural was incredibly positive um in terms of of male relationships for me uh and i think that the boys complicated but honest and emotional relationship with john is something that is kind of can be important to see um from a certain perspective and for me that was that was a perspective that i that i enjoyed the open emotional relationship between men is something that I think is good to, to show. I think it's it's good for men to know that they're allowed to act like that so they don't act like uh, pent-up douchebags all the time. Absolutely. Like, just in general, uh, that was one thing that appealed, uh, and I don't play a lot of Final Fantasy games, but, like, seeing that Final Fantasy fifteen was actually showing relationships between these four guys on a road trip together, you know, killing giant monsters or not, uh, was appealing to me because you just don't see a lot of that in media. And I definitely think there's there's space for that. I think that that game would probably be more interesting to a lot of people if it was for realistic relationships about four women as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that would have been a, a, a different thing to do, but it, we don't see a lot of like grown men, cr- grown men cry um, right. about their relationships and about their, their family relationships. And I think it's something that is important to show in media and because right. representation matters, like as, as simple as that, that is like seeing gay characters, seeing trans characters seeing people of color in these roles mean a lot. And just like that, seeing just like normal, like hetero dudes having emotions and being able to talk about them is also important so that when you're a kid, you're not just looking at the fucking Rambos of the world who shoot their problems away. Right. It, it's, um, it's, yeah. 
I th- yeah, for me, Supernatural was a positive influence on me, and I understand that the show has not always been the best about representation for anyone who's not a uh, dude. Um, but it was always yeah, it was something I feel like I needed growing up, or you know, as a teenager. And I um, I think that that's something that gets underplayed a little bit now because because they do fail in some other ways with representation. Um, I don't know how I got on this track, but I think that I think that we should have um more positive stuff like that in supernatural. Absolutely. Uh, so Chris, you're up here for the next one. I want to do a little precursor to this. It's our last, it's going to be our last bit of feedback. Um, listeners, this, I I wanted to talk about this now because it's, it's a plot hole in season five. I don't want to wait till whenever this topic is going to come up later in the story, um, to talk about it because I know I'll forget it. Uh, but, it does. The question is going to actively answer one of the questions that is left at the end of season five, and I don't. I, that that could be a spoiler. Um, so if you care about absolutely, like if if you don't want to know anything about going forward, like let me know. But this is also something that's not going to be brought up for like five yeah, or this six. This is years. also this is also a spoiler for me looking at it because um, I never made it to this point in the show. But whatever. oh, really? I'm sorry, Chris. I, I I did not know that. I thought. Well, you were... I, I mean, I knew because it was spoiled, but it is what it is. Oh, you had already know this. This has to be past season ten. <clears throat> I mean, this has to be before. Yeah, season I 10. I never saw it in the show. It was just when we started doing this podcast that um I for some reason got it spoiled for me. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, at least I didn't spoil it for you. And that, that <laughs> makes me feel better. Um, so yeah, if you if you don't do uh, if if you don't want to absolutely don't want to know anything, then uh, maybe skip ahead like a minute or two. Like it's not going to take us long. Um, you can come back in when the when the music starts up. I'll, I'll put some music in there so that we can talk out of the podcast because this is going to be the last one. So okay, this is from Star Tits or some say Cosm on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I can think of at this time in the morning is the plot hole I mentioned for the episode where Dean goes into the future. That's still, that still bothers me. I think at the end of season five, the community, the supernatural fans, uh, was 50, 50 split about whether or not he was God. And I think that that episode had a lot to do with people thinking there was another explanation for his disappearing at the end of season five. Why is God hoarding toward the paper, toilet paper in the apocalypse future? Uh, since he very much wanted nothing to do with Lucifer, why would he be on earth during this apocalypse? Um, Hashtag scrub it clean was also added onto here. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Ian did that because I did, definitely did not add any of that in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. I that future timeline. It's hard to know whether it's illusion or if it was mm-hmm. like another timeline. Like because the angels can kind of see it all, and Lucifer sort of makes reference back to that. Um, but he also Lucifer was in Sam's head at that time. I don't know. I think that if if Chuck is God, then he could just be a part of that illusion, be part of that timeline, presenting himself to Dean as part of this illusion because he can, because he wants to. Because Mm -hmm. if Chuck is God, then that means that he is playing at being human and sort of just being there as a shepherd for Dean's experience in this in this time travel situation uh just a, a, an observer just to see what's happening there just to to be a part of it because he's omniscient or whatever and he's he's there I don't know um why god would be hoarding toilet paper I don't know because he's smart <laughs> and I don't know if they they try to make a thing where he becomes human like you know the angels do or something cuz I haven't seen that far ahead I don't really know um and like I said I wouldn't I wouldn't even know this if I hadn't you know, it hadn't been spoiled on Twitter already, 
But um, yeah, I don't know. I just I think it's it's a possibility that that he's yeah, just right I think, there. Yeah, he was just there. I think I think realistically, this is just a plot hole. Like they um they they leave this Chuck question at the end of season five for quite some time. As I mentioned, it's not going to come back in for like another five years, maybe. Uh, five or six seasons at least uh, before that they they do any 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 business with Chuck ever again. So uh, the fact that you know it, it it's just a plot hole. Like they just wanted Chuck to be there because he was part of the pantheon at that point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, uh, so yeah, I thought that was kind of a cool plot hole. I, li- I like plot holes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it, Chris. We've been recording for a long time been a long long time it's been a while you might say uh so let's 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 let everybody out of here um i'm jeremy i'm chris hi we do we do, we do monster of the week this is a podcast you've been listening to for like two and a half hours now thank you very much we have a patreon patreon.com slash monster of the week if you want to uh, join that you can help us make new shows about different supernatural content like comic books and God help us animes. Uh, you can join our discord, which you can come hang out and have cool conversations in. Uh, you can get episodes early episodes usually go up the Monday before, except for feedback episodes because we record those as late as possible. Um, that's really about it. Thank you everybody for listening. Chris, do you have any last words for the, for our listeners? I don't have anything. Thank you for, for listening. Thank you for sticking through this with us. We love you all. We'll see you back next week with season six, episode one and two. Thanks. Ooh. Bye. Bye. Oof, I just looked at the podcast. It's exhausting. Yeah. Oh, what's up, dude? How are you? How much? Happy birthday, my dude. Thank you, my man. I appreciate that. Should we hop over into podcast recording? Are we not in podcast recording? No, we're in general hunk chat. Anybody uh, could be hearing this right now. Literally anybody. Yeah, let's switch. Oh, hey, what's what fancy me to you here? Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Crazy. <laughs> That's going to be my shtick tonight is just old man laughs. <laughs> That's, a good, That's a good laugh. I like that. A wheezing. Can, you, can, you, can I get some knee slap in Foley? That... Let's see if I can, <laughs> see if I can get it. Hold on. Well, he- still tangled in the headphones over here. I had to upload the same episode of this goddamn podcast four times before I finally got it right. What was wrong with it? I kept, um, at a certain point I had cut a, an audio track in half and tried to paste part of it later. And when I pasted it, I just got a bunch of blank whatever. So I was like, you know what? I probably copied something after I deleted it. I don't need it. Forget about it. Let's move on. What I had actually done was just paste it at the beginning of that audio file and hadn't noticed it. So I uploaded it. And then I realized, oh, there's two music tracks playing at the same time. Go back and delete it. So I went back and deleted it, and then it moved another thing out of line, and I had uploaded it again without checking that, and then that happened twice. So now I finally think I got it right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Pretty sick of hearing my own goddamn voice at this point, because I've listened through that thing so many times. I listened to, um, I edited six podcasts on Sunday. Goodness. I just I just sat down and played some SteamWorld Dig. The, se- the sequel, SteamWorld Dig 2, and then edited mm-hmm. two episodes of Days of Future Cast and four episodes of uh, Don't Give Up Skeleton. So wow. if, at the end of it, like, I took the headphones out and I was like kind of done for a while. And I was like, 
why is nobody talking right now? <laughs> why is it so quiet in here? I can barely function if I don't have like you know myself talking in my ears when I'm playing video games. Gets a little lonely. It gets a little, a little lonely. Dude, and then I was just troubleshooting, not troubleshooting, but um, trying to get my mods to work correctly on Xbox because I had a bunch of... Everything was working fine, and then I realized that the draw distance in the game had just turned to shit. It wouldn't, like, show anything more than, like, you know, 20 feet away from my character that without, like, blank textures. And I was like, what the fuck is going on with this? So I had to uninstall a whole lot of things in order to get that to work again. Unfortunately, the Xbox S, whatever the hell the thing is called, isn't as powerful uh, as a high-end gaming PC, turns out. so it's, It can't compete with uh, somebody's rig? <laughs> yeah, it can't compete with a rig. Uh, hashtag rig. That's, my, that's, my least, that's probably the thing that's keeping me away from doing any kind of PC gaming, is I just don't want to have to ever refer to my rig. Like, I just, right. I'm, not, I'm just not going to do that. It's inappropriate. You can get a lawsuit for that. Hey, baby, want to check out my rig? Jeremy, no, it's inappropriate. Check you want to check out my unit? <laughs> he said unit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Fletch just posted uh, ASMR Suki Stackhouse video. What the fuck? Our- <laughs> Suki Stackhouse roleplay ASMR. Let me hop all over into Discord. What am this, I uh, oh, okay. this fucking video is hysterical. What's hysterical? Sorry. This video. What video? The um the one in the, in Discord. I thought you said you were just in Discord. What the hell, Chris? Mm. It's in the uh, non-hunk chat. Oh. ASMR <laughs> creations. Oh no. I'm uncomfortable already. It's it's very it's very uncomfortable and a little. Me and Molly are going to do the um with the ASM the ASMRillion. Oh really? That's a great yeah. podcast right there. I'm into that. Yeah. Ah, ah! What is she in front of a green screen? Yeah, she has to be. And is she doing? Suki. I think she is. The only th- I don't know. I, nobody said the word Suki every so, every so often, so I don't know. Do you think she has a fake space between her teeth? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, goodness. I'm deeply uncomfortable. I gotta stop right now. At about a minute 51, she starts rubbing something into the mic, and I don't know what it is. Does ASMR work for you, Jeremy? I don't. What's it supposed to do? Like, I don't. It's I just make your like brain feel tingly. I just feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I just don't like people whispering at me. I feel like uh, somebody's trying to get my pussy wet. I feel, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my ancestors are trying to warn me of something. <laughs> That's probably a better way to phrase that. Now that I'm saying it, <laughs> now that you say it out loud, that was the first ASMR there song, right? Right, the uh, that the whisper song by whoever. Hey, look. Yeah. 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 Oh, I guess I should. That's go. what we. Okay, Jeremy, Uh-oh. get to get to the video. Uh-huh. Get to the Dean putting the tape in. <laughs> I can do <laughs> that. that <song. laughs> I can do that. Uh, 
I might. I think there's a moment where uh, Dean just like looks at the at the at the thing, and I'll just go back and forth a couple of times as Dean just keeps looking back at the tape. <laughs> like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, god! I forgot that it was. I forgot that this was on. And it, she she kept talking. Yeah, it's just like wind. It sounds like wind. How is there fifteen minutes of this? Because you get it. You have to ejaculate without touching yourself. You need a few minutes. <laughs> is that what the point of this is? I just assume so. I don't think. So. I think it relaxes people, makes them feel good. I'm pretty sure ejaculation without <laughs> masturbation is not. Part of it. That's sure. the name of this episode. Ejaculation, Ejaculation without, without masturbation. Good. Take that, Good. iTunes. I've never listened to this much of an ASMR thing before. I'm a little bit uncomfortable with myself. All right. But I just I had to leave it up because I was going to put a link to it in the show notes because this will probably be in the outtakes. And, you know, I want people to know what we're talking about. We're talking about ejaculation without masturbation. Without masturbation, yeah. That ejac. Without that pre-jack, if you know what I'm saying. Do you think, exactly. Do you think that Sam Winchester ever tried to use his psychic powers? To jack to... himself off? I think every person who has ever like read a comic book in their life has had this conversation. And yes, I absolutely do. Like, any... What I want to know is if he would be able to. I don't see why not. Like, it's just friction. Like it, Maybe he wouldn't like have the, is... the control necessary. Because, like, you don't... Yeah. He's used or to he'd just throwing be so books disgusted with himself. You know, but I feel like I feel like shame is already a big part of Sam Winchester's um, <laughs> personal key library. Life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Call me a freak. I mean, we are we are still getting feedback in. Yeah, you, you, you just put the horn up. People are excited. We're uh-huh. never gonna. This episode's never gonna end. Where's Ian? Where's Ian? Is a good question. Lots of fuck Mary hunts though. Do you want to do you want to save these or do you want to spring them on to you or do you want me to uh, read them out now? You, you know, just save them. Save them. Yeah, just keep me in the dark. I just because that way I'll just, I won't be thinking about it too much. The more I think about anything, the worse it gets. I'm a shoot from the hip kind of guy. I'm a <laughs> with an ejaculation without <laughs> contemplation kind of guy. <laughs> No ejaculation without representation. That's goddamn right. <laughs> I'm assuming that Ian knows to go into the Discord, but he's not even showing his active, so maybe he's just not home yet. Yeah, he's just scared. He's nervous. Well, I mean, he is podcasting with two of the baddest dudes in, on, on pod, on, on, in podcasting. <laughs> I've heard us called that. Are you a bad enough dude to podcast about Supernatural? And, well, first it was a Greek Orthodox wedding, which I've never, I've never been. Oh to wow, Greek yeah, that's Orthodox that's wedding. intense. A lot of chanting in Greek, and uh, I was worried that some seal somewhere was going to get broken. <laughs> However, the marriage went off with, without a hitch, I guess. <laughs> You got me. Right. Well, you know, whatever. I'm As I was different, it's a different culture. It's a whole crazy thing. Um, <laughs> so sometimes, so we went, sometimes we, brides throw the bouquet. In other cultures, they break open the six hundred sixty-six seal that's holding. Satan sometimes Lilith gets broken on an altar, and I wasn't <laughs> sure which way it was going because it was hard to read the energy in that room. This um this second ASMR video that Fletch put in. There's in another chat. ASMR video. Oh, first of all, Ian. Where are you? Second of all, there's a second ASMR video. Yes, there's a second. And uh, Chris, just just click on it and and just listen. Okay. 
non honk chat. Beeb? Is it the one that's called Beeb? Oh, wait, maybe not. That's Welcome cool. to Sweetberry Clinic, Dr. No, Raspberry no. Fritter. No, scroll up, scroll up. Uh, spooky ASMR, get the fuck out of here. Hello? Oh, no. Silly, I don't have a janitor to clean this up, so I'm hoping that you will help clean afterwards. Haven't you ran out of air by now since I detached your lungs? I don't know. You're quite impressive. Are you fucking kidding me? I might have to cut some of these noises into this podcast, Chris. Because this feels like some straight up like Sam Winchester getting all (laughs) sideburned and arm veins on this thing. I feel like I heard about this, like, fetish or something recently on Twitter where people will talk like this and people will, for some reason, into people talking like they're babies. That's, like, because people are fucking pedophiles. Um, Holy moly, dude. This is so creepy. It's really, it's really creepy. I don't like it. What do you think she's actually doing with that knife? That's I what I want to know. I she don't added know. it on the sound effects. <laughs> she she holds she she holds it up at some point, so she actually has a knife. But like, I can only imagine she's just. She said she's going to get the fat off and use it for a Brazilian butt lift. That's yeah, the, the only <laughs> words that I pick it. I didn't see that. I, I didn't hear that. The only thing I heard is that she's used to the silent tweetment. <laughs> oh goodness! What have we? What have we done? This is fucked up, dude. This is this is <laughs> fucked up. Ian, where are you? You need to come save us from this podcast. Yeah, brother. Alright, you ready? Why are you quiet all of a sudden, silly? Isn't this part of the fun? Boy, your mom There's is not a, ashamed uh, to uh, put some pictures of you on Facebook, by the way. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> some the the one the other day where you're uh you were so super young, and then there's one like a side view of you blowing out some candles, and I was like, "Mom, Dude, mom, what are you doing?" I texted her. I texted her, and I was like, "That is straight up mean that you posted that on the internet." And she never responded to it. She just left it. Mama Mosier, what are you doing? I'm like you. The seven hundred pounds of gut are in this photo. Why? Why? Why are you gonna point me like this? I mean, you're not. You're not like a. Bi- I know you're a big dude, but you're not like a big dude. But that is one of the most unflattering like angles you could possibly have of a man. I, I, I'm, yeah, I am still embarrassed about I, it. I'm not making fun of you. Don't think that. Like, because Lord knows, no, I, you I, have, should, I have no. I have no room in, in my life <clears throat> or in my pants. Um, well, that sounded vaguely sexual, and it was not meant to be. Hey. No ejaculation without representation. No ejaculation without Facebook conversation. I'm texting my mom right now. You're just going to keep adding. I said that picture of me on Facebook is is so bad. Still, it's all gut. (laughs) Oh, she's responding already. Oh, good. Get the dots. (laughs) Come on, Mama Mosier. She she got her phone in her hand. (laughs) Always a good She just said, LOL, I don't think so. Hold on, I'm going to send the pregnant emoji. Fucking nailed it. Oh, God, I just burped up something. I don't even know what it was. Oh, no. Oh, I think it was some mashed potatoes (laughs) that I ate yesterday. 
remember? I don't know if you. Well, no, I, mean, I wrote a, um, a version of Hotline Bling that is supposed to be a player going from um, from Dark Souls to Bloodborne. <laughs> what? Excuse yeah, me. I, I, I sang it on uh, Chomp Chain. Must have been one of the because I think I started listening. When did you guest on uh, uh, Twenty Manities? That was a long time ago. That was in 2015. Was it really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what made me start listening. I was. I was. I, I think about this all the time. I was trying to figure out why I followed you on Twitter and started listening to Chomp Chain. It had to be CJ, but I don't. I don't have any direct memory. I remember of it. The, the iTunes review that you left was something about. Um, the well, that was doctor. The, yeah, the computer doctor because it wasn't a real story, and I'll I'll, I'll take that to my grave. That's not a it real story. It was a real story. It's <laughs> a real not, story. It's not a real story. I don't remember really what episode happened. that was, but that was not a real story. You want to just watch your name together? I guess <laughs> you can't just record that. You're, that'll be our special for next month. Yeah, your, your name podcast. Um. I need to find this Hotline Bling song that you sang because I'm I'm into that. That's that's the kind of um, content that I crave. It was like you used to, you used to summon me for boss fights. Nice late night when you need my help. Need my help. Did you ever listen to uh, Little Wayne's version of that? No, I don't think so. It was all uh, oh, and it was, and I know when that soapstone bling. Nice, extremely. That can nice. only mean one thing. I can't remember all the lyrics, but yeah. So, um, yeah, the Lil Wayne version is, um, he used to, I used to call you from the jail phone and he would press one to receive my call. (laughs) 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 And it was, uh, instead of, uh, ever since you came to the city or whatever, it was ever since you got them titties. (laughs) I I love Lil Wayne so much. That's hilarious. Autumn just texted me and I said, uh, she goes, are you guys recording? I was like, no, Ian, we're still waiting on Ian. He's, she said, what? He just lost the fucking privilege. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ian just Ian? messaged me and said he is here. Wow. How many, how many, um, um, minutos of audio do you have? Cause I've got 38. I'm Good at, luck editing, editing this. I'm at 39.39 right now. You're drunk. I'm out of tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I got to make him a, um, a person. Hold on. Let's do add roll. He's going to be a pod god very briefly. Well, well, well. Pod god, eh? I think What's that's up, what party I- people? Hello. There's, there's an Hello. Ian. Hello, Hello. Ian. Oh Hello. <laughs> well, well, well. What's up, my dude? I'm on. I'm in a podcast recording space with my two favorite podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend is very sick, and she's in bed, like six feet behind me. Okay, tell her to feel better, but also keep it down. Hey, uh, feel better, but also keep it down. Says Chris. Also, I, tell her I said hi and that I think she's cooler than you. Jeremy says hi and he <laughs> thinks you're cooler than I am. Aww, that's not true. She, no, no, that's totally true. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't lie. I, I take this shit very seriously. I don't disagree. 
What's up, okay. dude? I'm I man. Uh, I work at a bank, and for some reason, we accept property tax payments. What? Okay. And today was the last day for that. Sure. And it was busy. Doesn't that usually happen at like the end of the year or the beginning of the year? Like November uh, seems a oh. weird time for property tax. There are two payments. Um, they're due in May and November. I am so already in, like, bored. March. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're allowed to pay both of them at once in May. Um, but, you know, a lot of people don't do that. It's fine. Hi guys. <laughs> do you want to tell us any more work stories <laughs> while we're uh, here? Sure. My uh, my coworker Bev, who I work next to, uh, uh, she bought a cinnamon roll from the Amish market yesterday, and she oh, put man. it in a plastic bag to keep it, mm-hmm. uh, so she could bring it to lunch today. And it fermented overnight inside the plastic bag. Bev, and just please back into dough. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame, too, because the Amish make delicious cinnamon rolls. Yeah, man. I mean, I was eating lunch with her, and uh, she cut off, like, the top half, and that was still edible. And it smelled really good. Autumn used to, uh, one of her old jobs was calling on, um, like, traveling around and doing, like, these events for veterinarians. And, like, some of her customers were Amish people. Mm-hmm. And, like, she, she would just come home and, like, tell me about all of this great stuff that they would make. And I'm like, you can't bring it with you? And she's like, absolutely not. I cannot bring this anywhere. <laughs> so oh. I am not surprised to hear that. Eric is saying that our podcast recording is not locked, but it definitely is locked. So nobody can tell, really tell Aaron recording. to get his ass in here then. How did I... Tell him to say that to my fucking face. Yeah, sometimes my audio will kind of drop out a little bit. So if you think think that I'm just like not paying attention to you, it might just be that you can't hear me. That's fair. Fucking asshole. I'm a fucking piece of shit. (laughs) I'm going to go grab another beer and I'll be right back. Yeah, Jeremy's Jeremy's getting a little bit uh, saucy. Just it's his birthday. He's a birthday boy. That's cool. It's Monday. I wish that I could get saucy. Uh, Are you looking birthday? at this notes document? No, because it's labeled season five fed back. <laughs> the least surprising thing ever. When did he post it? Did he just email it to you? He emailed it to me. Can I, Chris, I just need to tell you while we're alone. What's up? Um, Geralt and Yen OTP for fucking five ever. Yeah, thank you. Jesus, what is wrong with these people? I don't they just, know. Literally, you know what it is? People just think Triss is hot. I'm oh not trying God. to tell them that she's not, she's, but that's all, they, not all they're interested in. She's gone for 25 yeah, She's seconds. nice, but she's also like fucking, the second she finds out this dude has amnesia, her first thought is, how can I manipulate him into sleeping with me? Exactly. Think of it if it was, if it was the genders were reversed. If Triss was a dude and Geralt was a woman, we'd all be like, yo, that's fucked up, B. But everybody's like, no, but she's a, she's a pretty girl and he's a big, strong man, so it's fine. No, it's not fine, okay? It's manipulative and it's mean. Excuse me. What was I looking up? Oh, the notes. (laughs) (laughs) Ian is infiltrating our notes right now. I just want you to know that. No, no, I'm not. Shut up. What is he doing? He's, he's actually, I don't. Chris, I don't know if you know this. Ian wrote in twice. So, like, after we're done with Ian, we're going to have to read or- No, no. He's, he wrote in like to the feedback apart. episode. <laughs> like, two weeks ago, and then, like, five days ago. Oh, wow. All the way at the thought. bottom. He wrote all, all the way down what? on page no, 10. No, shut up. No, I didn't. Are you, uh, are, you, are, you, are you fellas ready? Ready.
Yeah, I've been Chris. ready for. Yeah, I'm good. She's born ready. <laughs> and I, I liked Ruby a lot. Like, I'm not one of these Ruby haters out here. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily grouse when she's around. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, I'm so sorry. Did you just burp super hard. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I, I, <clears throat> I got it out from the from the mic really quick. So hopefully that didn't come through. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that was bad. That was your that was your mashed potatoes. Yeah, I know. Like me.